0: The following is another KXPN Sports presentation. ESPN Tri-Cities presents High School Football. Proudly made possible in part by ESPN Tri-Cities Sports Club and our other sponsors you'll hear during our broadcast. Up next is the Hogemeyer Hybrid pregame show.
2: And a good Friday afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Hildreth, Nebraska, for the start of our Friday football on News Channel Nebraska's network of stations and ESPN Tri-Cities. Doug Duda along with Grant Ty, as we get ready for the homecoming game for Wilcox-Hildreth as they take on their neighbors down the road to the south, the Franklin Flyers. Doug Doodle along with Grant Ty here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We're going to get to all the news in just a second. Want to let you know that our second game tonight will be a Tri-Cities battle as undefeated Hastings-St. Cecilia will be taking on Carney Catholic. That is a 6.30 kickoff tonight, so a little earlier, 6.30 kickoff, 6 o'clock pregame. Northwest will be at Hastings High on KHAS. That's at 7.00. After this one, I'll be heading up to Kennesaw for what probably will be a district championship game between the undefeated and defending state champion Blue Devils and the 4-1 Lawrence Nelson Raiders, who's only lost coming to Fall City Sacred Heart that should be a dandy tonight on the vibe 989 with our pregame at 6:30 and then of course the Class A top 10 matchup it's time for Kearney and Grand Island the Bearcats undefeated Grand Island four and one and that game will be on news channel Nebraska television tonight that is channel 99 on spectrum 30 on your dish a variety of aloe networks and if you need more information go on where to find it. that game or any of our games, newschannelnebraska.com. That's where you can listen online as well. NCN will also have the UNK football game tomorrow. But, Grant, uh, we come in, and we actually are going to see Wilcox Hilder for the second straight week. They had uh, a little thumping last week at the hands of SEM. They suffered some injuries as well. They come in with a record of 3-1, and one, good enough to hang on to that final spot in the top ten.
3: Yeah, and, I mean, just last week after, you want to get off to a good start here this week after getting thumped last weekend. It's going to be hard with some of the injuries they have, but a uh, full week of practice, hopefully for some of these younger guys they come out here more ready and prepared here today.
2: Well, and that is going to be kind of the story, especially for two teams that playing six-man, you don't have a deep roster anyway. And for Franklin, I joked with Coach Campana, they don't even have to bring the full-size bus up for this one if you were just going to bring... The kid's on varsity, and usually we talk about the injuries about the time of the starting lineup, but I think we're going to move that up a little bit in our broadcast tonight. And our injury report here on ESPN Tri-Cities is brought to you by our friends at Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. Both teams are going to be without their starting quarterback and they're starting running back. So looking at any of the stats, it's going to be skewed today because your passing offense, your rushing offense, basically is going to be backups. Not that they're kids that haven't ran the ball or thrown the ball, just not the starters. So for Wilcox-Hildreth, the leading rusher, Gage Rittner, an all-state possibility on one side of the ball or the other. He is out today. Grayson Sheen was injured in the football game at SEM. He is out. And the big lineman, Tate Garrett, is also sidelined for the game today. Well, Franklin says, you got three out, I got four out. Zayden Wilsey, he is out of the ball game. Miles Cleveland, out of the ball game. Grant Cars, out of the ball game. Coy Tuhig out of the ball game. You've got anywhere from a freshman to a sophomore to a junior to a senior, some guys that... We're expected to have big years and some guys that were already having big years. And our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center with two locations near you. And, uh, Grant, uh, we're going to see a lot, maybe not a lot of new faces, but some kids that are going to have to do something different today.
3: Yeah, and... For Franklin, I'm kind of looking Keller Tuhig to me the starting quarterback tonight. He's six for 14, 83 yards on the year so far. So, not a lot of experience there. And then I don't know about Wilcox, Soldier, Dagan Orkison. Dagan Orkison
2: is going to be stepping in there. Of course, that Orkison name very popular in this parts, and he's going to take over and be the quarterback tonight. And Gage. Rittner's uh, younger brother, Graydon, is going to step into the starting running back role. Well, let's take a break. We will hear from the coaches and their thoughts on how they make changes. Anthony Campana of Franklin, Cody Whipke of Wilcox-Hillworth. We'll hear from them right after this break. You're listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show on ESPN Tri-Cities.
4: Just down the main street of the quaint little town of Wilcox you'll find a hidden treasure called 3D's Bar and Grill. Well, you'll be greeted with a friendly smile and a welcoming atmosphere that smells of homemade hand-pad Eat burgers made special just the way you like them wednesday night is their signature mexican night and you can be sure to find a good special on friday and saturday night as well food friends and fun all at 3d's bar and grill in wilcox open wednesday through saturday at 5 p.m good luck to all the falcon players and the coaches from all of us at 3d's bar and grill in wilcox find us on facebook for more specials
5: If you find yourself wondering, but do I really need life insurance? The short answer is yes. The long answer is a bit more personal and might include things like student loan debt, mortgage payments, or funeral expenses. No matter what stage of life you're in or what expenses you might leave behind, Life insurance coverage is a smart move. Contact me, McKinsey, at 308-234-2222. It's your future, let's protect it. Farm
4: Bureau Life Insurance Company, securities and services offer through FPL and Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial
6: Services.
7: Now powering the Nebraska trenches, tender, juicy, and delicious certified Piedmontese beef. Raised throughout central and western Nebraska, healthy Italian heritage Piedmontese beef is known for being the taste of real beef. Whether you're barbecuing for friends and family, or gifting across the country, Certified Piedmontese beef will delight and impress for any occasion. Shop local, shop Nebraska, shop online at cpbeef.com. Be powered by Piedmontese. Certified Piedmontese beef, real Nebraska beef.
2: Back on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show, a little Friday afternoon football. Beautiful day at Wilcox hildreth as they welcome in Franklin. They don't have to make a long drive, and they're not going to bring as many boys, unfortunately, this game has a couple of teams that uh, are going to have some of their key starters out but setting it 2 and 2 and uh, coming off the game last week at Shelton we're joined by the head coach Anthony Campana and uh, coach uh, thanks for the time and it it always uh, it's always rough when you can't go in with uh, all your troops isn't it yeah 100% and thanks for having me on the show well tell me a little bit about uh, where this team is i, I was interested Going into the Pawnee City game, where you would be and, and how you would bounce back off of that, and it's kind of been feast or famine. Uh, it looks like when you've played rated teams, you've you've had trouble moving the football, but uh, when you've played teams that aren't four and zero, you've been able to handle them pretty simply.
8: Yeah, uh, the Pawnee City game, we knew it would be tough. You know, coming in losing um, losing some key guys from last year's squad, we knew we'd have a younger team. And, uh, you know, we, so we knew that we had to try and spread out as best as we could. And, you know, Pawnee City, things just didn't work out. Uh, And then Elba and Meridian, we were able to get things going. And uh, and then Shelton, Shelton's a real good, strong team, very physical team. And we couldn't get things going there. And, unfortunately, we had an injury in that game. And, you know, just
2: got to keep moving forward. Tell me a little bit about how the injury will change what you're doing. Will it change what the play calls are, how you set up offensively and defensively, or do you feel because you're already a young team that uh, you're going to be able to plug some kids in?
8: Yeah, uh, kind of a little bit of both. Um, I feel that you know we're, we're going to have to go uh, more of a bigger, tighter set than we would, uh, you know, get spread out. And then um, a lot of our young g- guys have, have had to come in and play already. And being such a young team, you know, I think they're ready. Uh, we're halfway through the season now. So the, uh, our younger guys have got a lot of experience already. So it'll be it, that that part of it won't be so hard, stressful. But um, losing your, your top rusher is,
2: is hard to deal with sometimes. Tell me a little bit about uh, what Zayden has brought to you and what, what Pete will do uh, moving him into that spot.
8: Yeah. So Zayden, he's a, he's a very fast, fast runner. Um, he's a track guy and, you know, Pete, Pete's been able to come in and give us a few big runs and, um, you know, they're both sophomores. So it's both that they're, you know, it's good that they're both young and, you Pete's ready to to step up and take over for Zayden while
2: Zayden's out, and um, he's excited for the opportunity to get going. Looks like one of those games, Coach, uh, as we're talking, uh, Franklin and Wilcox Hildreth here, and looking at the Flyers, where it might just come flat down to who can do the better job tackling and and get their defense. So what do you think about what your kids have done defensively so far this season?
8: Yeah, um, you know, tackling and – in some ways, has has been really good for us, and then other times it's we can't seem to know how to tackle. Um, but I, I'm confident. Caden Peterman, he's a freshman. He's stepping in at linebacker uh, in Zaden's place there, and he's he's actually one of the leading tacklers on the team. So I'm confident he'll be able to, you know, come in and and we've been preaching about it all week. We're going to have to tackle as a team. Wilcox is, is very good at getting out of one on one tackle, so we're gonna have to make sure that we are, you know,
2: coming together as a team defensively as much as offensively this week. Talking with Franklin head football coach Anthony Campana here on the hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show just took over the program, but have been a part of the program. And for folks that know, we kind of rehash. Franklin had got to a place where you couldn't even play football because of the numbers, and you don't have a huge team here, but you had success. The last couple of years went seven and two. What was the major changes, if anything, that you have tried to make in your first year as a head coach?
8: Um, you know, I, I was working with uh, the previous coach, Seth Alley, uh before, and I honestly brought a lot of the same things. That he had, we shared a lot of the same, you know, beliefs and values. Um, one of the biggest things that I've been preaching is, uh, you know, just be positive and and no matter what happens, don't quit, never give up. Um, you know, coming into the season, we knew we were a younger team and uh, losing three three really really good seniors. And um, you know, the the kids have have bought into it. It's just unfortunately we've had a. Had a real tough schedule this year and play four of the top ten teams. But, you know, it's just going to make us stronger for for the years to come. So this year is more about building for the future and letting the kids know that. So that was kind of our, our goal going into this season is get as much success as we can, but we're really building for the next few years.
2: Well, we all know, Coach, that when you're getting down to six-man, you kind of need an athlete at every position, uh, including your center or nose tackle, however you want to look at it right there. What what about the uh, way your offensive and defensive line has played so far uh, for you this season?
8: Yeah, you're 100% right. you got to have guys all over the field in six-man. And uh, we feel pretty good about the way that our lines look so far. Um you know, we've had some cases where, where we've missed blocks and, you know, that's going to happen. But uh, we have a senior center, Tucker Rose. He's a, a three-year starter for us and he's done uh, – he's been doing really well. He's a leader on that on that line. Uh, another senior – our second senior is Matt Ayers and, and he's come a long way. And then now this week we're plugging in a, a freshman at the starting other end there and um, – you know isaac he's he's the freshman coming in, and he's done very well in practice and in the games that he's been able to come into, he's shown us some some things. so our line's been doing okay defensively. I'd like to get a little bit more pressure um and we've been working on that, but uh, again, we're you know we're so young and and those are just some of the challenges that we go through is you know it seems like we're in the right spots, but we just like panic a little bit and and, I, and that'll come with time and more experience. But
2: Last minute here with Franklin Head Coach Anthony Campana. Let's talk about your opponent in Wilcox-Hildreth. Uh, they're banged up a little bit too, uh, but uh, it's a home game. It's an afternoon game. It's homecoming, so they're going to have all that pomp and circumstance. And I know you guys just down the road, your kids know their kids pretty good. Uh, what kind of expectations are you seeing from the, the Falcons here this afternoon? Yeah, the
8: Falcons are, you know, they're a really fast team. They're a good good tackling team. And like I said before, they can get out of tackles really good. I'm expecting, you know, them to come at us 100% full effort. You know, the excitement of homecoming. And, you know, for our kids, you know, I told them there's no better feeling than
2: going to ruin a homecoming. So uh, that's kind of our mindset. All right, Coach. Well, uh, we're looking forward to uh, seeing some youngsters maybe earn their uh, stripes here this afternoon and uh, see who can uh, have the best backups maybe a little bit. So uh, appreciate your time and uh, best of luck the rest of the way. Yep, thank you. That is Anthony Campana, head coach at Franklin, and we will be back and talk with Cody Whipkey of Wilcox-Hildreth as the Hogemeyer Hybrid's pregame show continues on ESPN
9: okay
4: you need a haircut no i don't want one hey google where can i get a teenage boy a haircut near me okay it says blades haircut for men it's located in minden on north brown avenue oh good news no appointment it's walk-in only haircuts for men of all ages beards mustache trims beard products and other retail sales 1201 north brown minden blades haircuts for men great that's where we're going oh and it's just for men of all ages no girls good girls have cooties Johnson Electric is a very proud supporter of the wilcox Hildreth Falcons. Good luck to the team and coaches tonight. When you need an electrician, the only name you need to remember is Josh Johnson Electric, your ag, commercial, and residential electrician. Johnson Electric can trench on location. Whether you're just trenching across the yard or across the road, take the worry out of your next electrical job and call Josh at Johnson Electric, 991-4590. That's 991-4590. Good luck, Falcons.
2: And welcome back to the Hogan-Meyer Hybrids pregame show. A little Friday afternoon football as Wilcox Hildreth welcomes in uh, Franklin in our second straight week to get to see the Falcons. Unfortunately, this time it's coming off a loss instead of three straight wins. Cody Whipke, the head coach of the Falcons, joins us here. And, Coach, uh, not very many teams are able to run the table. And Coach speak, as always, we learn something after that. Uh, So thanks for chatting with us again. And, And what did your team learn after playing SEM last week?
10: Uh, I think we learned that SCM is the real deal. First and foremost, um, they're, they're a really good team. There's there's no doubt in my mind they are a, they're a semifinal or state final team. They've they've got athletes all across the board. They got good size, good strength, good speed. Uh, they're a really good team, and they kind of took it to us last week. Um, you know, we hadn't we had, obviously haven't played anybody like them yet at this point. Nobody with their with their talent level or their their athleticism. So it was a big adjustment period for us last week, but. Uh, you know that's the key thing that's last week. Uh, we've put them in the rear view. we've learned some things. Um, you know we need to pay a little more attention to our details uh, our assignments, but like I said that's last week that's
2: in the rear view. We've been focused on Franklin all this week. You're in that situation like a lot of schools, playing on a Thursday, playing on a Friday, playing at night, playing in the afternoon. uh what are the challenges with that instead of just playing every Friday night at seven
10: uh <laughs> You know, it, it's out of our control, really. I mean, you know, it's all because of an official shortage. And so we're, we're just playing when we can play. Uh, we kind of told the guys that from day one, like, this stuff is out of our control. We're, if we want to play, you know, Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning, we'll show up and play at Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, and, you know, to be honest with you, this is, you know, our fifth game of the year. Uh, this is only our second Friday game. And so it's honestly been a bit of an adjustment period to play on Friday this week because we've had an extra day of practice. Um, so this is it's kind of been normal for us to be, you know, a short week play on Thursday. So play on Friday, it's, you know, we played last Thursday and now we're playing on Friday. We kinda of say it's almost like a mini bye week where we get an extra day at the end of last week and an extra day of prep this week. So it, it's been a bit of adjustment, honestly, to play on a Friday this week. But it's been good that we haven't had to rush things. We've been able to take our time with some film stuff on Mondays and um, you know, take take a little bit more time to clean some stuff up Tuesday through Thursday. So it's, it's been nice, but it's been weird getting ready to play on a Friday this week, that's
2: for sure. Well, Cox with head football coach Cody Whipkey here with us on ESPN Tri-Cities. You have a football team that is not overloaded with seniors, and you could use probably this extra practice after getting a little banged up last week. What is the status uh, as you get ready for today?
10: Yeah, we're going to be down a couple of kids um, because of the injuries and things like that. Um, so it, we definitely need the, the extra day of prep this week for sure to to uh, get some guys in, um, you know, that were kind of in backup roles last week, but also to move some guys around just to see, you know, if somebody fits, you know, in a in a better place for us, given the personnel that we'll have this week. So, you know, it's going to be an adjustment period, not having um, Grayson engage in there this week for sure. But we're still confident in the guys that we've got, you know, we've moved some people around and we'll. Do some different things, um, you know, formation and personnel wise. Um, we still got a lot of confidence in the guys that we're going to put that out there on the field, and we still expect to go out and, and, and compete and
2: give it everything we got. To try to get a win on homecoming. And that's a, that's another thing that uh, coaches just love homecoming week. Not really because it takes a distraction <laughs> takes distractions away. We know that, but uh, it's supposed to be a fun week for the kids. How have they responded in practice for you this week?
10: Um, I'll tell you this: practice has gone a, a lot better this week than it did last week. Um, we had a couple of days last week where, um, you know, the focus wasn't where it needed to be, and you know that that can happen when you're playing on a short week and you're going up against a good team like SEM. Plus, we had a couple really hot days of practice too, and we had parent-teacher conferences last week. So, I mean, last week was just really, um, you know, just a bunch of curveballs thrown at our kids. But you know, even with all the homecoming stuff, you know, they've had fun during during the day, during the dress-up things and all that kind of stuff. But uh, in practice, they've been all business and they've been pretty focused. So I like where we're at heading into tomorrow.
2: We're talking about the head coach of the Wilcox Hildreth Falcons, uh, Cody Whipke. You alluded to it just a moment ago. You're going to be without your starting quarterback uh, and you're going to be without your starting running back. Now, in the running back situation, you just go to little brother, but uh, talk about how that will change uh, how your team looks and, and who's going to be filling in those roles. Yeah, so,
10: I mean, you mentioned it. Graydon's going to move over to running back for us. He'll be moving from that fullback to that running back spot. Um, You know, Graydon's a very capable runner, too. He doesn't have the the home run potential that Gage has. Um, So, instead of hitting home runs, we're going to be looking to hit singles and doubles and try to move guys over to use baseball terms. But, um, you know, probably not going to have the big one, two, three-play scoring drives. We're going to have to grind out some seven, eight, nine, ten-play scoring drives, which is totally fine. Um, we still got confidence that we can move the ball – we're just not going to be you know, expecting to hit that home run right away. Um, so, Graydon will be at running back. Dagan Orgeason is going to take over at quarterback. Dagan's a very capable, capable quarterback. He's done a really good job this week stepping in for Grayson. Uh, he's looked good throwing the ball, and he's gotten um, uh, you know, a lot more comfortable at being a blocker from that quarterback spot, which is so important in six man. So, he's made a lot of progress this weekend. Uh,
2: I know he'll do a good job for us tomorrow. And then what does that mean defensively for you, Coach?
10: Uh, you know, defensively, it's a, it's a, it is a it's a a big hit not having Grayson back there at that cornerback spot. He's kind of been our, our go-to corner guy. He's done a great job in coverage. Um, you know, that being said, Dagan's made a lot of improvements, too, over the last couple of weeks. Um, so we'll have to shift some guys around. Um, we're shifting some guys around up front on the line, moving a couple of kids back to linebacker to try to – Um, shore up our secondary a little bit and we'll have to rotate guys in a little bit more than we're accustomed to, which is, you know, that's a good thing really to get some more guys in there and get them comfortable. Um, We should have been doing it probably a little bit more before these injuries um, so that we were a little more prepared for a situation like this, but uh, we've got guys that are going to be capable of getting the job done still.
2: And then coach, uh, we got Franklin rolling in here. Tell us uh, your scouting report on the flyers. You know, I think
10: they're pretty similar to us. you know, in terms of size-wise, and just in terms of experience. You know, they got a couple seniors they'll put out there, but they'll also mix in a couple junior, sophomores, and freshmen. So, um, it should be a much more even matchup this week compared to last week, where SEM's got so much size and athleticism, and they're all juniors and seniors, um, and just kind of, um, you know, had that experience factor on us. So, it should be a pretty even matchup, and hopefully we we make a, a good game of it, make an exciting game of it with you know Franklin just being 20 miles down the road. I know there'll be a, there'll be a big crowd there and we'll be a big crowd for homecoming. so hopefully it's an exciting game for everybody that's there
2: and and for all the listeners on the radio. yeah, it should be uh, should be fun. homecoming, beautiful weather, area rivalry. Uh, one of the team's probably going to get back in the right direction here this afternoon. So uh, Cody, thanks for the time and uh, best of luck the rest of the way. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. That's Cody Whipkey, head coach of your Wilcox Hildreth Falcons, and we'll be back to take a look at the starting lineups for this afternoon's six man battle right after this on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show.
6: This is Bob from BB Carpet and Donovan. So, you've been thinking of new flooring but have no idea what you want or need. Let me introduce you to our family with over 50 years combined experience Russ, Mandy, Donna, and my son Josh. Please come in to see us at B&B, and we will do our best to help you choose your new flooring. b b Carpet and Donovan, where our customers say, that's where we always go.
5: Tonight's starting lineup is presented by Five Points Bank. Better choices, better service. Welcome to Five Points Bank, a very proud sponsor of all our area teams and coaches. Five Points Bank can take your banking and make it simple. Five Points Bank in Grand Island and Kearney, the better bank.
7: Seed expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and the surrounding area rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed rep. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for the area. Best of luck to all the athletes and coaches from Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer dealer.
2: And welcome back to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Let's go ahead and take a look at the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. For the visiting Flyers of Franklin, their center is number 42, senior Tucker Rose. At guard, number 15, senior Matt Ayers. At end, number 23, freshman Isaac Hack. The wide receiver is number 22, junior Grant Hauserman. At running back, number one, sophomore Pete Davis and the quarterback number five junior keller to the head coach in his first year although he's been an assistant for a number of years is anthony campana assisted by chris Bodie and devin solko franklin comes into today's ball game with a record of two and two on the season they started the year with a loss at pawnee city beat elba and meridian and then fell on the road at shelton last week for the Falcons here on Homecoming, Wilcox-Hildress starting center is number 48, 175-pound junior Chase Casper. The guards are number 7, 135-pound freshman Brody Patterson, and number 30, 180-pound sophomore Eli Pastolka. At fullback, number 3, 145-pound junior Lucas Linden. The IBAC, number 21, 140-pound sophomore, Graydon Rittner, and getting the start at quarterback here this afternoon, number two, 140-pound sophomore, Dagan Ortgesen. The head coach of the Falcons is Cody Whipke, assisted by Luke Glenn and Jordan Volk. Wilcox Hildreth comes in with a record of 3-1 and on the season with wins against Elba, Southwest, and Lewiston, and then they fell at SEM last week. The head coach, again, Cody Whipkey. they are ranked 10th. In the Omaha World, Herald, our starting line is brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. Three of the first four games on the road for Wilcox-Hildreth, now three of the last four games will be at home. And a big one here to get to 4-1 and one because Shelton and Red Cloud are up next, and those two undefeated teams play tonight down the road in Red Cloud. You've been listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrids seed dealer. Doug Dudo along with Grant Ty, And we will be back for the kickoff of Wilcox, Hildreth, and Franklin right after this on ESPN Tri-Cities. And welcome back to uh, ESPN's coverage of high school football. Doug, due to Grant tie and Grant uh, tackling, is going to be in big part as it always is in football. But the younger you are and the chances of being juked out or, or maybe a little pump fake, something on a pass, I think that's something we're going to be looking at really early in this football game to see who's uh, ready for varsity football and who needs another day.
3: Yeah, and you know, a lot of guys out here that. Having gone a lot of playing time this year, so that might factor into it as well. I didn't see a lot of tackling drills in the pregame or anything like that, so uh, it should be interesting to see how these two teams react with some new faces out here trying to get some playing time.
2: Well, Franklin did win the toss. They deferred, so they will kick it away. They will have this strong wind behind them. It's 80 degrees here in Hildreth. Winds out of the south-southeast at 16 miles an hour. And Wilcox-Hildreth, I don't think, is anticipating one that could be returned here. Their return man is standing at the 15-yard line with this wind at the back of Pete Davis, who is going to be doing the kicking. And we're ready for Friday afternoon football. Glad you're along with us here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Wilcox-Hildreth, the 2018 six-man state champions, then a little bit of a rebuild, and now trying to get back to that spot again, setting it 3-and-1. Waiting for the officials to blow us in. 10 minute quarters, first and 15. Those are a couple of the major rule changes in six man football. As Davis approaches the ball, boots it away down the sideline, bounces inside the 10. And it dies at the 1. They're going to have to pick it up and run it. Oh, the official said because Thomas Donnelly put his foot in the end zone. And I think he wasn't quite sure what to call That ball died on the half-yard line. If it goes into the end zone, obviously the automatic touchback and a little bit of panic there on Donnelly's face.
3: And Donnelly, not knowing of it, made the smart move there. The smart move is to put your feet in the end zone if the ball dies like that so you can get the touchback and don't have to – wait for your blocking to sit all up there. So it worked out for them right
2: there on that play. Almost Franklin got what they wanted, but instead it'll be first and 10 here for Wilcox. right there at their own 15-yard line. Take the snap from under center, hand it to the lone running back, which is Gaden Rittner. Starts right, cuts back left, gets to the 20, lowers his shoulder, and gets out to the 22-yard line where he'll be put down by Grant Hauserman. And Matt
3: Ayers uh, at the defensive line almost had a tackle there. That's kind of just something we talked about right there before this game started is the tackling he uh, got juked out right there at the defensive line on that play
2: game um, seven on the play so it'll be second down and eight and a 15-yard field 15-yard first down markers again so second down and eight after the seven-yard gain on second down they're going to try and do the same thing and rittner slips and we'll lose yardage back to the 20-yard line right there to make the play with Caden Peterman, but he didn't have to hit him. He just had to touch him on the way down. So a loss of a couple on the play, and it'll bring up third down and 10.
3: And, yeah, just kind of getting his two feet ahead of, ahead of him right there and falling down. But uh, Franklin did a nice
2: job swarming to the ball on that play. They, they were already there. So a gain of seven, then a loss of two. And on third down, here's a pitch play. Do they want to throw it? No, it's just going to be Rittner running the football up the sideline in front of the Falcon bench, up to the 25, and he'll be marked down at the 26-yard line. So a gain of six, but it's still going to be fourth down and four. And we'll see what Coach Whipke wants to do. This may be one where neither team punts unless they're inside their own 15-yard line. He is sending Dagan Ortgesen back out there in a fourth and four situation at their own 26-yard line.
3: First three plays all under center, right? So if they come out under center here, that means, yeah, going for it on this one.
2: So here we go, fourth and fourth, their own 26, quick snap, pitch play out here to Rittner, tries to get the corner. He does, he's got the first down, wrapped up as he gets to the 35-yard line. The tackle made by Grant Hauserman, basically the exact same play they just ran. He had to make sure that he didn't go out of bounds before he turned the corner. A good edge block out there as well by the left end. And it looked like it was Chase Casper, the center, to pull out there. And I'll get that number of the left guard as well who made a good block here on the end. So first down and 10 for Wilcox Hildreth at their own 35. That was Sam Gruel of course, out here on the end that laid the block. And on first down and ten, they'll take the snap. Option play. Rittner to the right side this time. Looks for a block, gets it, steps out of a tackle, and is going to be brought down at midfield. The ball's knocked out, though. There's a scrum for it. Diving on it is Chase. Casper Franklin trying to yank it away, but cannot. And it will be Wilcox held with football at midfield. A gain of five. So Rittner, Rittner, and more Rittner. They don't want to take any big chances here on the first series of the football game. And that was
3: kind of a fun formation right there to start Lucas Linden and Orkison, uh both back there at quarterback, hands ready uh, to just kind of fake out who was getting the ball right there. And But, yeah, they stick with the main man, Rittner.
2: Isaac Hack, Tucker Rose, your two down linemen. Now they're going to go bubble look to the right side, so it's just the center. Snaps it back to Rittner. Then he gives it to the quarterback, Ortgesen, to run it. He breaks a tackle at the 35, has the first down, rolled over at the 30, and again lost the football. But this time, let's see what the official said. I thought he was down. And no indication yet. I think they're going to give the ball to Franklin. That is the case. So the ball fumbled away. And the weird thing was, Geeson has one of those where he was kind of rolled over the tackler, so his knee hadn't hit the ground yet. And as he tried to pop back up, the ball squirts loose in our first turnover of the ball game.
3: It just kind of spun around right there. And uh, he had the ball in the inside arm and, uh, it's kind of tough to get it flipped over, but having that ball on the inside arm kind of exposed it on that play.
2: So Franklin gets after it here. The double pitch so that they can uh, throw it down the field or run it and Pete Davis looked deep now decides to run. Cuts back as he gets across the 30 and will be brought down at the 34-yard line. A gain of six on the play. It'll be second down and nine. First time.
3: Uh, Wilcox-Hildreth wasn't looking to throw at all in that last drive. but first time we've kind of seen a player in this game try to, th- or at least look to throw right there on that play.
2: Another six-man game going on. Arthur County leading Southwest at the half, 24-22. Of course, they've seen Southwest already over here at Wilcox-Hildreth. Now under center on second down. Looking to blitz. Instead, they're going to fake it. Pitch it to Davis. He's hitting the backfield and he'll be brought down immediately by Ortgiesen. No gain on the play. He got back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be third down and nine. Nice
3: job on the left edge by Chase Cass. for kind of setting it over there, making him cut up the, making Franklin have to cut up the field on that one, right into the middle of the defense.
2: So we're three and a half minutes into the ball game. Scoreless. Wilcox Hildreth converted a fourth and four, but then ended up fumbling the ball away in Franklin territory. Now Franklin, two plays into their first offensive series, face third and nine just short of the 35-yard line. So the fullback or the up back is Keller Tuhig. The deep back is Pete Davis, set up in that pistol. To Tuhig. he'll pitch it to Davis. Davis, student body left. He jumps over a man at midfield and dives to the 36-yard line. He's going to be right at the first down marker. And Pastolka in there on the tackle. I think he may have enough here for the first down. And that is the case. First down into Wilcox-Hildworth territory at the 37-yard line. Nice little show of athleticism right there from Davis jumping over the
3: defender. It wasn't the prettiest jump in the world, but it worked, and that's ultimately what got him the first
2: down on that play. And that's that risky thing, because in high school, you can't hurdle a kid. He just jumped over him. He didn't try and... NFL highlight hurdle over him. He was on the ground, he jumped over him. If you try to hurdle somebody that's not on the ground, that's a penalty in high school football. So Franklin, their first first down of the ball game. And a high snap, but they get the pitch out here into the hands of Grant Hauserman. Hauserman hit as he goes right, now reverses his field. He has no blockers. There's all kinds of Falcons, but he fights through them across the 30 and inside to the 28, 29 yard line. Good second effort that time. By Hauserman on his first carry of the football game. And nice job keeping the
3: backside for Wilcox Sildreth right there. Orkieson. uh able to make the tackle, but Hauserman, yeah, he probably ran, you know, 20, 30 yards just to get the eight or nine that he got on that play, seven yard gain on that play.
2: So both teams keeping busy. And on second down under center this time steps up wants to throw and nobody there he shot it over the head of the freshman and isaac hack in the area eli Pastolka, and also over there in the secondary was sam gruel but made a quick pass first pass of the ball game by either team is incomplete and that'll bring up third down and eight franklin at the wilcox hill with 29. yeah it just kind of looked
3: like miscommunication on that play with uh, hauserman ran in route towards the other side of the field, I think he was probably supposed to come towards our way with the double route,
2: but nonetheless, nobody really in the area of that pass right there. All right, third down. There's the snap, and it's a draw into the hands of Pete Davis, and they're not fooled. He's upended by Graydon Rittner as he got to the line of scrimmage, fell forward for a couple of yards. They'll get him to the 26-yard line, and it'll be fourth down at about five yards, maybe four, four and a half here. So they'll try and convert and keep this drive alive as we're down to 4.10 to go in the first quarter. We're scoreless here in Hildreth.
3: Obvious four down territory here, just See if they try to stick with that run. That's pretty much made their drive right here. They go back to the pass.
2: They're going to spread it out. Matt Ayers is by himself to the left. Twins to the right side. They'll snap it to Tuhig. He'll pitch it back to Hauserman. Runs straight up the middle of the football field. There's nobody there. He's got the first down inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. So they spread the Falcon defense out. And that was enough for Hauserman to run the drop. Pastolka in there on the tackle. Mark him at the 20. And
3: Hauserman's mainly been a receiver for Franklin this year. Um, Doesn't have a whole lot of rushing attempts on the year, less than 10 on the year at least. And so he's been more of a receiving threat for them, eight receptions on the year. And kind of cool seeing them use him as a running back this game.
2: And with all the players out, like we said, you might throw some of the first four games out, what they got to do today. First down 15-0, broken play. Pitch play comes back to Pete Davis, and he is lucky to get back to the line of scrimmage. hig thought they were going to run option to the left. Davis went to the right. Luckily, hig didn't just turn and throw it. He saw that he wasn't there, pitched it back over to Pete, and Pete was able to get back to the line of scrimmage and maybe gain a half a yard. We'll call it second down and 14 at the 19. And sometimes the quarterback will keep
3: it on a broken play like that. Uh, hig had... The trust in Davis, you know, even though one of them went the wrong way to pitch it back to him and kind of keep the play going there.
2: Split out wide to the left will be Hauserman. They'll bring the guards in tight again. Davis about nine yards behind the line of scrimmage. They snap it to Tuhig. Back to Davis. He's looking to throw. Pressure on. Throws for the end zone. One-on-one. There's contact and there's going to be pass interference. That's a tough one there because Hauserman would have never caught it. It was six yards over his head, but with the wind blowing, Both he and the defensive back, Dagan Ortgesen, thought it was going to be a jump ball situation. And you see a lot of pass interferences on underthrown ball. Usually the defender can't do anything. All of a sudden, the wide receiver stops and you're on top of him. So pass interference, that'll be half the distance to the goal. That'll mark it just inside the 10-yard line. With 2.50 to go here in the first quarter, it's scoreless. And if I remember my rules right, this is not an automatic first down. It's just a nine-yard penalty. Replay the down. It'll be second down and about four for Franklin. Four for the first down, nine for the touchdown. As this first quarter cruising along so far, no score. One possession for Wilcox-Hildreth ended in a fumble, and this is the first possession for Franklin. They're going to line up a little differently here as a wingback or an H-back with Hauserman. Standing right next to Pete Davis who will take the snap. Keller Tuhigg is in the backfield. Our referee explaining the penalty to the Franklin sideline. And now we're ready to go. Who will they snap it to? It might be Hauserman. Let's find out. He's acting like it. And a hard count. And here comes all of the wilcox the defensive line. Looks like we're going to get off sides on the Falcons. And again, that's another half the distance to the goal. So not quite the first down yet? Or no? Yeah, the four-and-a-half-yard line. He needed to get to the five. so hard count, different look. They're still going to come back with this H-back, so they've got two guys that they could snap it to, and in six-man, you snap it to one, you hand it to the other. That way he can run or pass. This looks like Hauserman would just hand it right to Davis and then go out for a pass. Let's see what happens. First and goal at the four. Franklin trying to draw first blood here this afternoon. And the snap. It goes to Davis. He pitches it over to Tuhigg. Follows the block to the right side to the two. He gets stood up at a one and won't get in. Nice tackle out there by Brody Patterson. Patterson not the biggest kid out there. He's a 135 pound freshman according to the roster. And he brings him down inside the one. It'll be second and goal. It did really look, o- look good over there. He
3: had nice blocks from Isaac Hack on that one. But What a nice play right there by Patterson to just come up and fill that hole right at the last second before they get into the end zone there.
2: A half yard away from completing a 62-yard drive. Under center this time will be Keller Tuhig. Second and goal inside the one. Tuhig takes the snap, hands it to Hauserman, and they try to shove him in. They give him the touchdown. He's able to stretch the football across the goal line. There wasn't a whole lot of room there, but Hauserman is in for the Franklin touchdown. And just two
3: defenders on top of him. Nice job powering in to uh, just keep those feet driving. And he landed outside the end zone, so he must have been upright as he crossed the ball across the plane there.
2: Didn't need much, but again, you got to pitch it before you can run it forward in six-man football. So you can't just go up there and quarterback sneak it.
3: That makes that makes it really interesting down at the one-yard line.
2: So we there. line up for the conversion again. You kick it, it's worth two. If you run it or pass it, it's worth one. They're going to try and do that option. Two Hig hands it off on a draw. Room up the middle, and the two-point conversion, or the conversion is good by Pete Davis. So Davis takes it in, and with 2.05 to go in the first quarter, our five-points bank touchdown, a one-yard run by Grant Hauserman. And your score, Franklin 7, Wilcox held with nothing on ESPN. Doug to Grant time with you here. A big thank you to Athletic Director Shannon Lovin. They make him do everything here too. So uh, for the hospitality, love being here at Hildreth. Been a long, long time since uh, we got our first experience here. The kick is away, and then it is touched by Donnelly at the 5, picks it up at the 3, straight up the field 10, has a hole 20, 25, one man to beat, sheds the tackle, and is brought down from behind as he crosses the 30-yard line. Hauserman, great job making the tackle. And we've got a man down here for Franklin. We don't need any more injuries. We've already got a total of seven young men, not all because of injury, but seven men between these two teams that are out. And getting up is Pete Davis. He kind of grabbed his knee like maybe he was rolled up on. And Davis is headed to the sideline here. He will not take part on the defensive side of the football here. So the Flyers are going to have to find a sixth man that they've already done. And Wilcox-Hildreth now, second possession of the ball game at the 31. 7 to nothing. They spread it out. Trips to the left side. They'll send in motion Patterson. Pitch play, fake it. Back to pass. Throw out here for Patterson. There's going to be a hold or pass interference right on top of him was Keller Tuhigg. That pass was only about two yards downfield on the right numbers in front of the Franklin bench. And they grabbed him before he could make the catch. And it will be pass interference. And now... This is where these 80 yard fields and six and eight man become such a big deal. You take 15 yard penalties, you move from the 31 all the way inside the Franklin 35 yard line and it'll be a first down for the Falcons. Again, and yeah, just go ahead Grant.
3: A pass at the line of scrimmage there and that, that's costly penalty. They just had all three wide receivers going out from left to right with that trips formation on that play.
2: So up to the line of scrimmage. Again, they're going to try and keep it spread. You've got Gruel and Linden and Patterson all out here in a bubble to the left. The center all by himself, Chase Casper. They'll snap it to Ortgeisen. Ort quick pitch here on the left side to Rittner. Rittner has Ort Giesen for the block, uses him beautifully. 30, 25, down the sideline, 20, and all the way to the end zone is Graydon Rittner, a 33-yard touchdown run and a great block out there by the quarterback Ort Giesen.
3: And a great block on the line, too. Brody Patterson coming in for the uh, cut block or whatever on the inside as the motioning wide receiver on that. Play and got a nice block on the D-line saying it up on the outside there.
2: So two plays, the first was interference, then the 33-yard run, and they will attempt the kick here with Sam Gruel. Snap. Oh, bobbled. Gruel still got the kick away. He might have kicked his teammate's hand, but it's up and it's good. So the two-point kick makes it Wilcox-Hildreth eight. And Franklin Seven, our five points bank touchdown, a 33-yard run by the younger Rittner, Graydon. And we'll be back with more football after this on ESPN.
4: At Medica, we do more than cover you or give you benefits you'll love or plug you into a network of providers you know and trust. Our health plans also come with built-in care. So whatever life brings your way, you'll know we've got your back and every other part of you from head to toe. With Medica, you're not just covered, you're cared for. Find out more at Medica.com. Reggie and Chad Orgiesen of AgTech Crop Consulting help protect crop yield by providing regular field-specific assessments of environmental conditions and crop performance, plus traditional services such as insect scouting and irrigation scheduling, as well as seed sales. Trusting the experts can deliver a much bigger bottom line. Keeping up with all the latest growing technology is exactly what Chad and Reggie Orgiesen do, a very proud supporter of the Wilcox-Hildreth athletes. Good luck, Falcons.
2: As always, a big thank you to our many fine sponsors, and we want to remind you that this is the last day of the month. Nominate your favorite athlete for our ESPN Tri-Cities Athlete of the Month, brought to you by B&B Carpet of Donovan. Just go to ESPN Tri-Cities and uh, nominate short form, and uh, we will be handing that out next week. The kick is an onside kick that's going to be covered here easily by Isaac Hack. The freshman was ready for it, Johnson Giving it a little knuckleball there, but it did not work out. And it will be Franklin football, so they'll take over at their own 37-yard line. Decent field position, 8-7. Wilcox-Hildreth, still a minute 42 to go here in the first quarter as the two touchdowns coming in the last 40 seconds.
3: I think the wind had something to do with that <laughs> side kick going into it there.
2: Yeah. Trying something, and again, you got some new faces on special teams too, trying to catch them off guard. First down and 10 for the Flyers. Hig will pitch it around the left side. Hauserman, Hauserman gets a block from Davis, now reverses field, he's got room, 35-30. It's a foot race right side, and Hauserman's into the end zone for the second time. A 43-yard touchdown run for Grant Hauserman. The play designed to go left, he cut it back against the grain, and he was just faster as he had the angle. And now we're seeing six-man style football. It took a while, and here we go, three touchdowns in five plays.
3: Great vision on that play by Hausman to see that uh, Wilcox-Hildreth was swarming off to the left, took it back up the right side, and uh, used his awesome speed on that play to get to the end zone.
2: Go for the single extra point. The snap goes through Davis' hands. Not much of a rush. Picked up there by two. He just threw it back to Davis, and that was not the advisable play because they were already 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage, and it goes nowhere. So the conversion is no good. Our five points bank touchdown, a 43-yard run by Grant Hauserman, his second of the ball game, 131 to go first quarter. Flyers 13, Wilcox with 8.
12: Enjoy the fresh, crisp air of fall in a new Jeep from Tom Dinsdale Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. During Jeep Adventure Days, get 0% financing for 72 months on all-new Jeep Gladiator Overlands. That includes the Rocky Ridge Edition stock number 6160 with over 25,000 in aftermarket upgrades, including the cold weather package and body color hard top. It's always this season for adventure at Tom Dinsdale CDJR on Hastings Northside or TomDinsdaleCDJR.com. must finance the Chrysler Capital offer expires September 30th.
2: And we're ready to boot it off once again pete davis has it on the tee line drive kick this time bounces a couple of times we'll picked up at the seven yard line by thomas donley starts middle then cuts out to the left side 15 20 trying to secure the football 25 and davis will bring him down at the 28 yard line first down and 10 for the falcons 124 to go here in the first quarter 13 to 8 flyers and of course just a beautiful facility here. This football field has won national awards. We were trying to discuss when the six-man All-Star game first started. I know that was the first time I came down here. That was before you were born, Grant. <laughs> that was before you were born, brother.
3: But, yeah, the first time I've been out here, this is awesome. Cool environment to play football in.
2: All right, the Falcons are going to go under center this time with Giesen. He'll take the snap, hand it off to Rittner off the right side, has a hole, good enough for a five-yard gain, then breaks a tackle, bounces off the official. 40-35, left sideline, and Hauserman finally got him inside the 25-yard line. Tucker Rose thought he had him wrapped up, and Rittner somehow got out of there.
3: Yeah, just uh, once he got outside the referee, it was wide-open room out there on that left side. A
2: 29-yard run for Rittner. And it's going to be first down and 10. We'll mark it at the 24-yard line of Franklin. And that was one of the things with, with Gage Rittner out. You knew that they had talent back there with younger brother. He's done good so far, and they're feeding him. He'll get the pitch left side again, 20, duck back inside, 16, and that's where he'll be brought down by Hauserman. A gain of eight more as we go inside one minute to go here in the first quarter. Franklin leaves it 13-8. to A lot of gangs out in the fields as we were driving down here, so if you're out there harvesting, thanks for having us on ESPN Tri-Cities and see if we can bring you a good football game that has started out here. I think Brent Heinrichs is just supervising. He told me they were harvesting, but I think he just drives lunch back and forth. Trips out to the right side here. Again, Casper, the lone man with the center. They'll pitch it to Rittner, starts right, falls down. That's just some really good pressure coming right up the middle by the senior Matt Ayers. It confused Rittner. He was deep in the backfield, so he tried to cut back and lost his footing. And that's going to be back to about the 26-yard line. Loss about three. It'll be third down, and we'll call it 11. Trying to regain the lead here, and they won't have to snap it again. So they won't. They'll have the wind at their back to go to the second quarter. It's homecoming in Hildreth after one quarter of play. Franklin 13, Wilcox-Hildreth 8. You're listening to Six-Man Football on ESPN Tri-Cities, KXPN Kearney, KICS Hastings.
0: Pioneer with you from the word go.
2: See Impact Seed. Doug Duda Grant, tie back with you here at Hildreth, Wilcox Hildreth Football Field for six man football. In the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth, bringing you today's action. While well, Carney Towing is on the road, bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road from heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance. Call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us. We'll be there. To start the second quarter, Wilcox held with third and eleven at the Franklin 26-yard line. Fires up 13-8. Pitch play to Rittner, a little high, but he's able to haul it in. Follows the block of his quarterback inside the 20, and this time Rose will bring him down at the 15-yard line. Put a good chunk of yardage on that one. He's going to pick up enough to get it down to 4th and six and a half, maybe, maybe 7, ball at the 15.
3: Yeah, just that's pretty much been their game plan so far, toss left, toss right with the quarterback as the lead blocker, and so far it's been working for them pretty well here.
2: Wilcox Hildreth hasn't attempted a pass, have they? No. So, again, with some injuries out there, thinking that they can run the ball. They've hit a couple of nice ones, but now Franklin could – make him turn it over on downs as Ortgiesen is gonna get up under center with Rittner in the back. They just hand it to Rittner straight up the middle. Is he gonna be able to get enough? It's close, he gets inside the 10. Boy, he just blasted up there. Usually that's a two yard run, that's a seven yard run. And the officials say, yes, it's good enough. They're not even gonna overly check this. They'll mark it at the eight. First and goal at the eight here for the Falcons.
3: It's pretty much, as I've said, toss left, toss right, and then that time they go straight up the middle. I want to mention, Doug, they have had that one pass earlier that got them to pass interference, setting up the first down the last drive. Um, but other than that, it's been pretty much Graydon Rittner here today, and he's played pretty
2: well. So Graydon Rittner again, the setback. They will put as a fullback, Lucas Linden now, out of an eye formation for the first time, hand it to Rittner, and he's going to get about a yard. I think Lyndon went to block somebody and there was nobody there. And then coming through delayed was Caden Peterman. And the freshman makes the tackle after a gain of, we'll say, a yard. It's between the six and the seven. We'll call it second and goal at the seven.
3: Yeah, definitely four down territory here. So you got three more plays. Get into the end zone.
2: Gruel, going to be a split end to the left. Now they go a little different formation. Want to throw it? It's a jump ball for Gruel. He's taller. He hauls it in. And Gruel hauls in the seven-yard touchdown pass from Dagan Ortgeisen, And the Falcons are back on top, 14-13. Sam, just an athletic young man, about 6'3". And he's just a little bit taller than Hauserman. Hauserman was there, but Gruel's strong grip on that football didn't let it go. Now he lines up. For the conversion, Gavin Patterson will be the holder. Low snap, he gets it down. Gruel's line drive kick is up and good. So Sam responsible for those eight points. And the Roger Gruel fan club goes crazy down in the end zone. Our five points bank touchdown. Five points bank the better bank. A seven-yard pass from Giesen to Gruel, 8-12 to go. First half, Falcons 16, Flyers 13.
1: and that's very much like a family when you work here. What I love most about my job is getting to know the different individuals and families and being able to see that I make a positive impact in their lives. I'm Susie Gregg, psychiatric nurse practitioner at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our
2: inspiration. And Mason Johnson boots it away. It gets into the backfield all the way to the 10. Picked up by Hauserman. And after a lot of dancing, he's up the left sideline. Hauserman's going to go all the way, but it's coming back because there is a flag on the play to negate what would be a 70-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. And the illegal block in the back is going to be the call here. on on Franklin. Again, they squib a lot of those kicks. That one had a little more air. They tried to drill it, not at the deep man, but at the second row, and it got right past. Hauserman then had to go back and pick it up, and he went back to the middle in between the hashes, trying to find a hole. There was nowhere to go. Then the next thing you know, he springs around the left end and runs the next 60 yards, but before he even got the corner turned, the flag was on the ground.
3: And I just... Don't think the outside guy right there was expecting him to turn that corner on that one. I believe they had the return step up the middle. Wilcox-Holder defended that well and then made it so he had to bounce outside right
2: there. Another score update for you at the end of the first quarter. Sandhill-Stedford 21, and Anselmo-Myrna nothing. Sandhill-Stedford 21 nothing at the end of one. For the folks in eastern Nebraska, Sterling leads Dorchester 16 nothing at the end of one. Here at 16-13 Falcons, Franklin with the football. And they'll be under center. 2 Higg pitches it back to Hauserman, tries to break a tackle, gets to the 15, and then he's going to be thrown out of bounds at about the 16-yard line. The tackle made by Lucas Linden and Graydon Rittner. That'll be a gain of six, maybe seven. They're going to give him another yard, mark it out to the 17-yard line. It'll be second down and eight. And Franklin's been successful. Two possessions, two touchdowns. Wilcox-Hildreth fumbled it the first time they had the ball. Each team has converted some fourth downs. But the difference right now, the conversions. Two two two-pointers on kicks for Wilcox-Hildreth and only one point for Franklin, 16-13. Again, under center, Tuhigg, pitches it right side. Davis starts right, nowhere to go, then starts left and sees three Wilcox over with Falcons. So he just gets what he can, and he'll come up about a yard to the 18-yard line. It'll be third down and seven yards to go. And we saw Pete
3: Davis uh, injured on the field earlier. Glad he's out there right now. I don't want to speculate, but he was limping off the field, and those are tough cuts that he just made on that play to get those two yards. So glad his legs are holding up for him on that one.
2: 7 10 to go in this first half. 16 13 Wilcox Hildreth. And even though it's not been a ton of up and down, now all of a sudden you get a chance to make a play here and force Franklin to punt. Been moving by that right end twice now by Franklin, but they haven't flagged it. They give it to Davis. There's a hold in the middle of the football field. He gets over the 20, short of the first down. He'll be brought down at the 23-yard line. In 11-man football, you'd probably decline this, and it'd be fourth and two, and they'd punt. But now in six-man football or eight-man football, you're going to accept that penalty and push them all the way back. The ball laying at about the 18. Again, it's a half the distance to the goal penalty. This should move them back to the nine, which will make it third and 16. They need to get to the 25-yard line as the Falcons do accept the penalty. Our high school football here on ESPN Tri-Cities brought to you by Certified Piedmontese Beef. Italian heritage, Nebraska raised perfection, lean, tender, and delicious. Shipped right to your doorstep anywhere in the country. It's outstanding. Steaks, ground beef, whatever you want, order at cpbeef.com. cpbeef.com, Certified Piedmontese Beef. Did you eat all yours yet, Grant? I had some of my burgers. They were very good. There you go, bud. Spread formation here for Franklin on third and 16. Two eight pitches it back. Hauserman on the draw. Starts to the left to the 10. Can't get to the outside. He's going to be met at the 15 and thrown down, although he didn't want to go down. Brody Patterson puts a little two-leg takedown on him and drops him. He had got up to about the 15, then reverse field, and ends up being dropped back by about the 11. So all of that's a gain of two. And we are set up to see our first punt of the football game. It'll be fourth down and 14 for Franklin at their own 11-yard line. Nice form
3: tackle by Patterson right there, wrapping up and then driving his legs uh, to bring down Hauserman on that play.
2: Hauserman's that six-man kid that if you don't don't contain him, he's going to hurt you. And they finally got him behind the line of scrimmage. So the snap taken back and the kick away. Davis not going to go very far off the side of his foot. That might get to the first down marker, and that's about all. It's going to be marked down at around the 27-yard line, so it's only a 13-yard kick. Franklin did something a little unusual there. They took it and pitched it, and that makes him eligible to run the football, but it didn't really fool Wilcox Hildreth. They weren't doing anything crazy. They were contained in there, and I think he felt a little rushed to get rid of the football and ends up just punting the ball 13 yards and great field position here for the Falcons. He did have some
3: good blocking up there. He did have... Time to punt, at least giving him that extra time with the toss right there. But yeah, just outside for a great opportunity right here for Wilcox-Hildreth to take a two-score lead here in this ball game.
2: All right, six minutes to go in the second quarter. Wilcox-Hildreth 16, Franklin 13, and the Falcons, after the 14-yard punt, will have it at the 26-yard line. Little stutter move, going to go with an inside trap to the fullback this time, Lucas Linden, and not much there. He'll get inside the 25 to about the 23. Good for three, just trying something a little different. And it'll be second down. They might actually give him four, second and 11, move it closer to the 23. Coming up at the half, the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. Grant will have the first half stats. We'll run down the scoring of this first half. We'll talk about all the football coming up tonight on the high school side of things, and all the other sports that are going on tonight. You've got volleyball, Huskers, Hastings, UNK, all in action tonight. A little soccer, and a couple other scores from this afternoon football. So Wilcox-Hildreth will take the snap. Giesen deep pitch out here to Rittner in front of the Franklin bench. He'll get to the line of scrimmage and step out of bounds at the 21, so a gain of two. And Wilcox-Hildreth being ultra-conservative with that great field position. They don't want to give it up here with that great field position. One of the things to think about is Sam Gruel can kick the football. They can kick field goals here for Wilcox-Hildreth, worth four points, Grant. Four Four points. points The four-point field goal, there you go. I love those. Anything that's unique? I don't
3: think I've seen a field goal in six man yet in the three or four games that I've watched.
2: So Gruel splits out wide to the left. Hauserman's going to give him some room on third down and nine. There's the pitch play right side, Rittner. He wants to run, starts right onside the numbers. He gets inside the 20. Nice tackle to bring him down by Caden Peterman again. Near the 17-yard line. Gets about half of what they need. So now they're in a situation where they can convert it. Again, they've only attempted two passes. One was pass interference. The other was the seven-yard touchdown pass to Sam Gruel. They just ran that same formation right there. And let's see, Coach Whipkey gives the play here to Ortges and thought maybe he was going to burn our first time out. We haven't had one yet. Four and a half to go here in the second quarter. 16-13, Wilcox-Hildreth as they come up to the football. Fourth and six at the Franklin 17-yard line. So can Franklin come up with a big stop? They've got the bubble to the left side. Rittner in the backfield. Snap it to Ortgiesen. He's going to pitch it to Rittner. Rittner wants to run around the left side. It's all about his speed inside the 15. He stepped out short. He stepped out short. He's forced out of bounds by Caden Peterman. He needed to get inside the 12. The official has him at the 13-yard line. And nice job by the freshman again. And Wilcox Hildreth, after getting great field position, will end up turning it over on downs. It's a great job by the Flyers getting the much-needed stop, keeping this game
3: within one score right there on that play. Now, see if they can do something with the ball. First time getting stopped on the last drive this game and see if they can come back and rebound after that last drive.
2: All right, first and 15, Franklin, first time the team's exchange without scoring. And they'll pitch it back, Davis wants to throw, two-man rush, now tucks it up, gets to the 15, jumps in the air, and he is met by two Wilcox-Hildreth defenders. They each take a leg and bring him down, and Brody Patterson and Eli Postolka will drop him at the 16-yard line. That's a gain of about four, second down and eleven score from up north maybe a little bit of a surprise here elgin public pope john leading ainsworth 16 to nothing in the first quarter had some good ones last night hartland lutheran beat elba bds edge johnson brock second and 11. they want to run around the left side with hauserman nowhere to go starts to reverse his field slips put his hand down and now he's in big time trouble they'll stop the play at the 13 yard line a loss of three great job by the entire football team to contain Houserman he had blockers out here when they pulled him to the left but he decided to cut back against the grain where he's had success a couple of times and there was nothing there either and yeah just great job swarming
3: by that defense I want to mention Eli Pistolka on that last play before that uh, one of the leaders of this Wilcox Hildreth defense 13 total tackles and a sack
2: so far You can mention Eli Pistolka, just don't mention Austin Pistolka. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) It is third down and 14 at their 14 with 2.45 and counting to go here in the first half. Hasn't been a lot of passing in the football game. Let's see if that changes into the win, too, remember. Nope, straight run. Trying to get to the outside is Tuhig. Steps out of one tackle, crosses the 15, gets planted at the 19-yard line. Swarm tackling there. Gruel. Led the way along with Eli Pastolka, but they made him change directions early on. It's going to be a gain of, we'll say, five, and that'll make it fourth down and nine, but should be another punting situation here for Franklin. Brody Patterson
3: in on that tackle, too. Did, just He's been doing a great job wrapping up and driving his feet, been noticing him a lot out there making good form tackles.
2: So Franklin... Probably wants to take as much time as they can here. Hauserman's going to split out wide to the right. They're not lining up in a punt formation. Take the short snap, pitch it back. Davis will boot it. That's better than the last one, but it might be off to the right. Distance-wise, it was deeper, but it went out of bounds early, and let's see where they mark it. It'll still be in Franklin territory. 19. They gave him a really good spot at the 38-yard line. So a 19-yard punt, maybe a 20-yard punt. They'll mark it at the 39, and it's first down and 10. So Wilcox-Hildreth has all their timeouts, the wind at their back, 39 yards to go. Seed
7: expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and the surrounding area rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed rep. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for the area. Best of luck to all the athletes and coaches from Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer dealer. Medicine and orthopedic surgery is now offering an orthopedic rapid care clinic. During these uncertain times, our goal is to help take the burden off of our local hospitals. New West Sports Medicine is now offering a walk-in clinic for your orthopedic problems, Monday through Friday, 8 to 4. No appointments necessary. Most major insurance is accepted. Call 308-865-2570 for more information. New West Sports Medicine and orthopedic surgery's new rapid care clinic.
13: Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing LLC, DBA Currency, pursuant to CFL License 60DB0-54873.
2: at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you
7: the top 25 ranked nebraska Kearney football team takes on rival fort hayes state this saturday night in a huge mid-season miaa clash news channel nebraska is televising the game and is looking for crew members to work camera instant replay or graphics all ages are welcome to apply and no experience is needed Be a part of the Lopers' big game by emailing news at newschannelnebraska.com. That's news at newschannelnebraska.com.
2: And welcome back to high school football here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Doug Duda, Grant Ty, glad to have you along with us on this Friday afternoon from Hildreth. So here we go, halftime your score. This is the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. And the score, again, 24 to 13. Let's go ahead and take a look at some other scores that we have for you. Cody Kilgore shutting out Crawford this afternoon by a score of 55 to nothing. Right before half, Dorchester punches one in. Sterling leads Dorchester 24 to 6. And other scores at halftime in Ainsworth, Elgin Public Pope John leading Ainsworth 36-14 36-14 to 14. at the end of the third quarter. Southwest leading Arthur County by a score of 38-28. to 28. So those are a few of the scores from around the area. And if we have a few more, we'll pass them along to you here on ESPN. As we said, we've got plenty of football later today. Our second game here on ESPN tonight is at Duncan Field in Hastings. It is a Tri-Cities matchup between the undefeated Hastings-St. Cecilia Bluehawks as they take on the Carney Catholic Stars. We'll have all that action for you tonight with a pregame at 6, and kickoff is set for 6.30. On KHAS, 12.30 a.m., 104.1 FM, it'll be Hastings hosting Northwest. I'm going to head up to Kennesaw on 98.9 The Vibe, and on ninety eight nine The Vibe, undefeated Kennesaw is going to be taking on Lawrence Nelson. And then on NCN Television tonight, it's the Class A Top 10 battle from Foster Field as Carney High takes on Grand Island. Carney and Grand Island will have the action for you tonight on News Channel Nebraska. That's 99 Spectrum 30 on your dish, and it's also up on aloe. You can find out more at newschannelnebraska.com. Some other games tonight. Adams Central is hosting at St. Paul. Central Catholic is hosting at Wood River. And Northwest, as we said, at Hastings. Aurora down the road at Minden. Gibbon is at Centura tonight. Highline is taking on Arapahoe, Blue Hill is at Axtell, Silver Lake is at Deschler, SEM taking on Harvard in 6 band. Red Cloud Shelton, that's a battle of unbeatens that's going on tonight down in Red Cloud, Amherst is up at Ord, Arcadia Loop City is at Pleasanton tonight as well. Some other action, volleyball going on tonight, it is the Huskers at Maryland, or Rutgers excuse me, Sunday there at Maryland, there's no television coverage. The UNK sixth-ranked volleyball team is hosting number ten at Northwest Missouri State tonight at six o'clock. And remember, with the big Carney Grand Island football game and volleyball and construction on campus, be aware of that as you uh, head up. You know all about that, Grant. You know where it's hard to park. Yeah, looking forward to trying to get over there later. <laughs> well, you have a special pass, I'm sure. <laughs> and then Hastings College volleyball home tonight as they take on Dakota Wesleyan at seven thirty, and then they're home tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock as well to start their action with Jamestown of North Dakota. Football, Hastings College will be hosting Briarcliff tomorrow afternoon at 1, pregame at noon on ESPN Hastings. We will also have the UNK game. That gets underway at 7 o'clock tomorrow night against Fort Hayes State. They haven't beaten Hayes since joining the MIAA, so they've got this one circled on the calendar. Pre-game at 6.45, kickoff at 7 for the Lopers and Fort Hay State on newschannelnebraska.com. And then, of course, the Huskers tomorrow taking on Indiana. It is homecoming. Our pre-game at 2.30 tomorrow afternoon on KHAS. Kickoff just after 6.30. Television coverage is on the Big Ten Network. It's starting to get real busy this doubleheader football day for us is kind of the starter Real Busy, because Monday we're going to have high school volleyball for you. We're going to go to Minden uh, down the road. They take on Hastings-St. Cecilia and Southern Valley in a triangular that begins at 5. Tuesday we will have Carney Catholic taking on Amherst in volleyball, and then we get into conference tournament action next Thursday and more high school football next Friday. Again, here at the half, it's wilcox Hildreth 24, Franklin 13. Back with more on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report in a moment.
12: What's the Prairie Valley Promise? Our promise to you is to help you see the season through. No matter what life throws
2: at you, the Prairie Valley team is dedicated to helping you, and that's what makes us different. We could talk about our top-performing genetics, seed packages created and locally tested to work for your operation, and our superior yield guarantee, but that's not what matters most. Helping you see the season through, from planting to harvest, and everything outside and in between is what matters most. That's what makes the Prairie Valley Promise unique. Prairie Valley seeds grow without limits. Doug Duda, Grant Ty back with you here at Wilcox-Hildreth football field. And beautiful day for high school football. Not too hot, a little windy. And Grant Tye with the uh, halftime stats as Wilcox-Hildreth leads Franklin 24-13.
3: Yeah, so passing, we'll start with Wilcox-Hildreth in this one. Dagan ork Uh he's one for two for seven yards, that one in completion on that pass interference play. Uh, and then the seven-yard touchdown to Sam Gruwell, who has the only completion of this game so far. Grain Rittner uh, so far in the game, 19 carries. I have him for 151 yards. Dagan Orkison have him one carry for 12 yards. And then Lucas Linden uh, with a carry for three yards. For Franklin, it's been all on the ground. Keller Tuig, one completion uh, for no gain on that one. Pete Davis, 10 for 30 yards. Grant Hauserman leads all rushing. He's got 10 rushes for 70 yards. And then Keller Tuig with one rush for four yards, 104 tall yards for Franklin all on the ground then 177 total yards uh, for the Falcons of wilcox Uh We had a couple of farmers tweeting, Doug, I don't know if you saw this, Dan Christensen of Dan Christensen Farms and then Caleb Woolen tweeted in both listening uh, from uh, their combines and uh, tractors out there in the field so glad they're tuning in here today to listen to us.
2: Well, it's actually, they're actually working, so that's, that's good to know. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of other uh, notes. The Central Conference Golf Tournament was today, and Adams Central comes away as the champion with a 375, Northwest second, Columbus Lakeview third, Sydney O'Day of Adams Central's 82, good for a five-shot victory on the individual. The Hack Conference Tournament was yesterday up in Norfolk. Carney finished fifth, and Grand Island, Island was sixth. Carney Catholic won the Centura Invitational in golf yesterday. The conference softball tournament is in Columbus tomorrow. Carney and Grand Island both play at 10 a.m. Now they play, they don't play each other, but they both play at 10 a.m. as the first four teams will receive a bye and the second uh, tier of eight teams will play in that opening round at 10 a.m. What else do we got for you? We mentioned there was some football last night. In Class A, Millard South beat Lincoln East 22-21. In B, Scott over Pius 23-8. And Mount Michael over the new Omaha Westview 66-19. A top five battle in Class C-2. Number one, Norfolk Catholic beat Battle Creek 28-7. In D-1, Sutherland blanked Morrill 54-0. Big one in D-2, Bruning Davenport-Shickley Beat the team that ended their 50-game winning streak last year, 36-30 over Johnson Brock. And in six-man, Heartland Lutheran got by elbow, 46-34. Paxton over Brady. And Stewart was a winner over St. Edward in football action. Had a little volleyball last night as well. It was Carney Catholic defeating Ord in four sets. St. Cecilia picked up a couple of wins. Grand Island swept Lincoln High. Amherst beat Loomis and Wilcox-Hildreth. The Falcons dropped a couple of games last night in their volleyball action. Also, BDS beat Blue Hill and Giltner. Axtell split their games. They fell to Cambridge. They beat Hoxie, Kansas. Holdridge beat both Broken Bow and Ravenna last night. Cambridge Cross County, Holdridge, all were double winners, as were Minden, Pleasanton, And also South Loop, Southwest nipped Overton last night, 25-23, 28-26. Aurora beat North Platte, St. Paul over Lutheran High Northeast, and Shelton defeated Deschler. Anything else to add, Grant?
3: No, I don't think so. I'm ready to get this second half rolling here.
2: Also, congratulations to the Northwest Girls softball team. They claimed their third consecutive Central Conference title yesterday. Again, we are at the half, and your score is Wilcox-Hildreth 24 and Franklin 13. Now, Franklin will get the ball. There is enough of a win to make a factor here, but, heck, we've only put the ball in the air a couple of times total in this football game, so we'll see what Franklin does. Again, your scoring, Franklin struck first. Uh, It was their first possession after recovering a fumble at the 28-yard line. They marched 62 yards, and Grant Hauserman took it in from one yard out. Davis's run made it 7-0, but just two plays later, a 33-yard run by Graydon Rittner. Made it 8 7 after Sam Gruel added the two point conversion kick with a minute 42. 11 seconds later, Hauserman got loose on the very next play. A 43 yard run. The conversion was no good, and that made it 13 8. Franklin at the end of the first quarter. Sam Ortgeesen, or not Sam, Dagen Ortgeisen, a seven yard touchdown pass to Sam Gruel. 8 12 to go, second quarter. Gruel adds the kick. and then a 27-yard run by Rittner to complete a 39-yard drive with 47 seconds to go before half. Gruel added the kick, and that's where we're at, 24-13 Falcons. And we will have the second half in just a moment. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Time now, and we've already talked about this, so it's a pleasure to talk about our field conditions. Brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. With Impact Partners and Pioneer Seeds, science with service delivering success. You may not find a better six-man field in the state of Nebraska, and you got to go a long ways. It's something they've taken pride in. For 30 plus years, and it's excellent here again. Even Grant's impressed. Yeah,
3: and the one thing I always like about grass fields is they mow the lines. Yeah. You know,
2: that's something back when I played that I was super impressed with. All right, Franklin to receive. Mason Johnson, a squib kick that'll be picked up at the 25 yard line by Caden Peterman. He'll come up to the 30 and get good return out to the 35-yard line so a couple of squib kicks couple that were punched a little bit deeper and franklin will have good field position here at their own 35-yard line see if they change anything up here in the second half or go with their game plan again franklin four players out wilcox held with three players out including their starting quarterback starting running back flip that on what they do linebacker wise secondary wise on the defense So, Keller Tuhigg takes the snap. He's got Pete Davis behind him in the backfield. Trips to the right side. That's the short side. And they do want to throw it on the first play of the second half. Davis looking, looking, looking. He's got Hauserman. Almost sacked. He gets away that time and now starts to run. Up to the 35 and brought down right at midfield. The tackle is made by Brody Patterson. It looked like Chase Casper was going to sack him. He had Hauserman open, just didn't want to pull the trigger. Yeah, Matt, airs out there too.
3: Uh, just over here on the right side we're just screaming for the football over here and just great job by the Wilcox Soldier D-line kind of making it tough to see on that play.
2: All right it's going to be a gain of five on the scramble second down and ten split out wide to the left side will be Ayers out to the right side will be Caden Peterman slot left is Hauserman the old center rose all by himself. They'll shift Hauserman now over to the right side, try to get a mismatch. Long cadence. What a throw it? It's picked off right out of the air. Two yards in front of him. It was right into the belly of Eli Pastolka. Keller Tuhig just tried to sidearm it out here. Postolka was rushing. He literally was two yards away. That usually would bounce off your chest, but he was alert enough to haul it in. And the first turnover of the game for the Falcons.
3: Yeah, how did he hold on to that? Nice shot by Pistolka. It's coming right at your chest 100 miles an hour and just able to
2: haul that one in and keep it in there. What a play. So the ball will be marked at the Franklin 32-yard line, and it'll be first down and 10 for Wilcox Hildreth. Now can Franklin's defense get a stop here? Falcons could put some real good yardage between them and the Franklin Flyers, if they can poke it in. Under center, and pitches it high out here. To the left side, nowhere to go for Rittner. He's gonna be dropped behind the line of scrimmage. There's Rose. We we said that he had been over pursuing some of the plays defensively in the first half, and the first time here in the second half, he comes in, drops Rittner for a three-yard loss back to the 35-yard line. Second down, and we'll make it 18 yards to go. Nice shot making a halftime adjustment there by Rose
3: you mentioned, but all of them swarming over there on the left side. We've seen that toss play a lot, and
2: uh, Franklin was ready for it at that time on that play. Ortgesen did a good job because his fullback, Lucas Linden, was getting ready to block. He was right in the pitch plot, so he had to throw it over his helmet or clank it off his face mask. Linden now is the H back to the left, under center, turn, hand it off, Rittner hole up the middle, 35, lowers his shoulder, runs into two flyers at the 30, and gets down to the 26-yard line. Going to have not enough for a first down. He's going to be quite a ways away from that, but he ran hard, and they actually mark him right there at the 26. So a gain of, we'll say, nine, and he got half of what he needed. Third and nine more to go here for the Flyers. 24-13, Wilcox-Hildreth leading Franklin. Wilcox-Hildreth football with seven and a half to go here in the third quarter of play. It's kind of a big
3: drive right here you know three scores almost seems insurmountable anything can happen in six-man football obviously with the offense but the way the clock's been kind of running in this game when wilcox soldier has the ball it's it's kind of seeming like franklin really desperately needs to stop here
2: they'll line it up in a power eye give it to rittner and the blitz right through there wrapping him up bringing him down as caden peterman matt Ayers was there peterman came through untouched and Ayers helped him finish it off and now It'll be fourth down after a loss of four again, fourth and about 13 to go at the 30, and you're kind of in that no-man's land. Yeah, you could punt it, but the odds say go for it. But even if you don't get the first down, you pick up eight or ten, you're in about the same situation as if you kick one into the end zone.
3: And Franklin, you know, ever since the first couple drives, we haven't really seen them drive the field a whole lot, so there's not much risk there when you take that into account
2: on this one. Fourth and 13, Ortgesen takes the snap, pitches it out to Rittner. They send three men. He's dancing in the backfield. If he can get to the line of scrimmage, he might score, but he's not going to get there. He is sacked behind the line of scrimmage. Dropping him is going to be Matt Ayers. I think he was going to throw it, but he never did pull up because he had three flyers or half the team in a six-man game right in his face, so great defensive stand after the interception, and Franklin basically takes over right where the pick occurred. Yeah, Dan really losing yardage on the interception, like you mentioned right there. So first down and 15 at their own 33. Franklin will try again here. Line up in a Maryland I formation. Pitch it out here to the left side for Pete Davis, and then reverses his field again. Slips, puts his hand on the ground, gets back to the line of scrimmage, and dives forward to the 35. A short gain of two. Sam Gruel and Graydon Rittner were chasing him down.
3: And just as big as that stop was, it's huge to get a good drive here. You know, six minutes left in the third quarter and counting. Not a whole lot of time down two scores, you, you really need a good drive here to uh, kind of start the second half.
2: Halftime score, sandhill Steadford 36 and Selma-Myrna 8. This time they'll put two Higg under center. Three linemen right there waiting for it. He'll turn, pitch it to Hauserman off the short side in front of the flyer bench, and he's going to be shoved out of bounds right at midfield. A gain of five, and it'll be third down and about eight to go. For Franklin, so kind of like the game start, a lot of short gains, no scoring, back and forth. Each team has already had a possession with no score so far in the first four and a half minutes of this third quarter. 24-13, Wilcox-Hildreth, an 11-point lead. They've converted all of their conversions by kick to pad that even more. Oh, it took a little longer in the huddle, so let's see what two Igana boys have drawn up here for the Flyers. He'll take the snap, pitch it back here to Davis. Davis throws it as far as he can. He's got Hauserman complete at the 20. To the 15 on the sideline, he's wrestled out of bounds by Dagan Ortgesen at the 14-yard line. That's 26 yards, maybe 27, on the first big completed pass play of the ball game. Really yeah, the for their team.
3: Yeah, the first completion for Franklin, uh, two in this game so far... A uh, nice route by Hauserman, just a deep uh, crosser in front of the safety right there. Orkies in and uh, just got in front of him and nice pitch and catch right there. Nice throw by Davis, not an easy throw right there with the wind at your back.
2: First and goal, the ball at the 14-yard line, and they will put Hauserman out wide to the left. Tuig pitches it back to Davis, looks to throw again. He's the only man on the pattern, post pattern back in the end zone, and he overshot him this time, incomplete. And it'll be second and goal. So two pass plays in a row there for Davis, looking for Hauserman both times. That time well covered. Yeah, and both times I think they've
3: been pretty good throws. That one just a little bit over in the end zone, but it was the right idea, right spot. And Hauserman's been open. He's been gaining the leverage he needs against the corners on both those
2: plays. Yeah, you don't want to underthrow it. It's better to overthrow yep. it. Get that turnover. They don't need one right here, so... See how it all plays out on second and goal from the 14. Same formation, although they'll move Hauserman from the left to the right. Tuig takes the snap. Davis behind him. Send Hauserman in motion. Fake it to him, and now it'll be a run to the right side. Davis looks for a block. He's able to get to the 10, slip through the 9, couldn't quite keep his balance. He's brought down after a 5-yard gain. Gruel, I think, got stepped on, and he is going to come off the football field. So Gruel going to come over to the sideline for just a moment. Our injury report on ESPN brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. It's nothing serious. I just think he got twisted and stepped on, so they'll come over and stretch that out. Third and goal, Franklin at the 9-yard line, trailing by 11 here. They're into the shotgun this time with both backs flanking, Tuig. Twoig going to pitch it to Hauserman. start left, can't go, cuts right, breaks a tackle, gets to the five, keeps rolling, gets to the three, and down to the two, and now we've got a very late flag, which has to be a face mask, Grant. There weren't any Franklin Flyers in there, but Hauserman. Yeah, Tucker Rose was kind of pulling him forward, too, on the offensive
3: side. I don't know if that's a penalty, potentially pulling your teammate forward at all.
2: It used to be aiding. They never call that anymore. And there's a discussion here on what this will be. So here comes the white hat. Still no indication. The ball's marked inside the two. It would be a gain of seven. You can come over here to the wilcox Soldier's bench. And well, the back judge him. is writing an entire chapter in his book <laughs> over here. That is gonna be the call, Grant, aiding the runner. I don't think the referee knew the signal for aiding yeah. the runner. Aiding the runner, I two hands underneath. And now Coach Whipke wants to know what you're talking about, Willis. And so
3: I'm not quite sure how much is the distance for that penalty. Well,
2: no. I think that's what all these guys are trying to figure out too. Very obscure penalty. Not something you see in. Uh, no. I haven't seen aiding the, runner. aiding the runner. I think 10, Grant, but let's find out. No, just no, going to be five, so that will back him up. Should be a loss of down. So seven-yard gain,
3: five-yard penalty, so they yeah. get a two-yard gain with no loss of down.
2: Jimmy Langan will probably be texting me here any moment, <laughs> unless he's already in McCook for his game tonight. So as it stands, it's third and goal at the seven. Higg will take the snap. He'll pitch it back to Davis. He wants to throw. He's under pressure. It's complete to two. he at the four, the two. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Franklin. First time they've run that play today, and he was able to kind of sneak under the much taller Chase Casper. That's where Pete Davis, being a little shorter, worked out. Yeah. A touchdown pass for the Flyers.
3: Just got good blocking set up on, over there on the left side. They had Hauserman. Uh, going from the left to the right, so I was kind of looking at that as well. It did attract the Wilcox Soldier defender over there, keep their eyes over there. And so, nice to go back to Tuhig,
2: get him involved on in the passing game. Now they line up for the one-point conversion run after our five-points bank touchdown. Higg under center, Houseman the fullback, Davis the back takes the snap, fakes the handoff, rolls to his right, throws to the back of the end zone, and complete for Matt Ayers. Worth one. And that'll make the score. Wilcox holder at 24 and Franklin 20. 424 to go third quarter. You're listening to High School Football on ESPN.
9: At Platte Heartland Chevrolet Buick, now is the time. Order your next new car, truck, or SUV. The order banks are open, and your new car, truck, or SUV should arrive mid to late summer. Trade-ins have never been worth more. Trade differences have never been better. Great time to deal. Stop by online or give us a call. If service is what you need, we have you covered. Factory-trained certified technicians to serve you best. The only thing you need to know for all your automotive needs. Sales, service, parts, tires, collision center, and more. Platte beautiful downtown Lexington, top of the hill Carney, Heartland Chevrolet Southside, Lexington. Nebraska.
4: Just down the main street of the quaint little town of Wilcox, you'll find a hidden treasure called 3D's Bar and Grill. Well you'll be greeted with a friendly smile and a welcoming atmosphere that smells of homemade hand-pattied burgers made special just the way you like them. Wednesday night is their signature Mexican night, and you can be sure to find a good special on Friday and Saturday night as well. Food, friends, and fun, all at 3D's Bar and Grill in Wilcox. Open Wednesday through Saturday at 5 p.m. Good luck to all the Falcon players and the coaches from all of us at 3D's Bar and Grill in Wilcox. Find us on Facebook for more specials.
2: All these food commercials. Well, I haven't had lunch yet, Grant. That's not fair. (laughs) Pete Davis will line drive kick. They'll let it go back to the 10-yard line where Thomas Donnelly picks it up to the 15-20, has some room, 25, and then it'll be met about the 27-yard line by the kicker, Pete Davis. Man, they just wrapped up a heck of a football game out in Arthur. Arthur County, 49, Southwest, 45, the final in that six-man contest. As we said earlier, Sandhill-Stedford was up at the half over Anselmo Myrna, 36-8. Sterling was leading Dorchester. Give you some more scores when they become available. 417 remaining in the third quarter here at Hildreth. It's Wilcox-Hildreth 24, Franklin 20. We've got ourselves a good football game after Davis completed the touchdown pass to 8 Now Wilcox-Hildreth. Back in action. Sam gruel is back on the football field after coming out defensively there. They'll pitch it to the weak side. Rittner looking for a block. There's not much there, and he's going to be planted by Rose at the line of scrimmage. They've done this a little bit. There's been a lot of that misdirection where they are not intentionally running misdirection, but you'll see them head right, cut back left, and that's the containment that you have to hold in six- and eight-man football, and that time I think that's what Rittner had in mind. He started right, didn't like what he saw, but when he went left, that's where all the Flyers were. So no gain on the play, it'll be second and 15.
3: That shot by Matt Ayers was the guy kind of keeping that backside contained right there for
2: the Flyers on that play. Well, Ayers And Rose, big boys out there. They're actually putting three men on the line this time. They come under center. Pitch it to Rittner. He tries to come left side in front of the Falcon bench. Gets what he can across the 30. Lowers his head. He'll be tossed down there by Keller Tuhig at the 34-yard line. 33-and-a-half. Going to be a gain of about six. Third down and nine for Wilcox Hildreth. Mason Johnson trots in there. For the Flyers, excuse me, for the Falcons. Not a lot of subs, I'll tell you that. No. And neither team has played more than about eight guys. Eli Postulka gets set. Looks like he's going to center the ball now. They'll set both linemen off to his right side. Snap back to Rittner. He's going to be on his own. Gets to the 35, and he's drug down from behind at the 36-yard line. Another good job of tackling by the Flyers. That time it was big 4-2 Tucker Rose. And a short gain on the play of only a couple. Fourth down and eight. Will the Flyers punt for the first time here this afternoon? On the very first drive of the game, they went for it on fourth and fourth, their own 26. You mentioned Tucker Rose uh, in the first half was going up the field a
3: lot. This second half, he's been a monster just kind of keeping that contained, not going up the field.
2: Same formation. They give it to Rittner. He's corralled in the backfield. He is going to go nowhere. He'll lose a yard at the 35-yard line. Keller Tuhigg among those in there to bring him down, and the freshman Peterman has been doing a great job as well. And so a big stop, a gamble there by Wilcox Hildreth. And it will be first and 15 for Franklin at the Flyer 35, or at the uh, Falcon 35 yard line.
3: It's about to get interesting here. This is going to get fun. Let's see, they have two minutes to use the win to their advantage here. They used it a lot on the last drive throwing the ball. We'll see if they continue with that attack.
2: They're going to empty the backfield. They've got two wingbacks here. Tuig will take the snap. It's an inside pitch play here to Hauserman, and there is nowhere to go. The Falcons were all over it. There weren't enough flyers to block what Wilcox Hildreth was throwing. Patterson's in there again. Brody and Eli Pastolka. Just
3: kind of getting everything in tight. When you do that, you need to get some good blocking. Nice job at Wilcox Hildreth to recognize that, get past those blocks, and make the tackle.
2: Gain of a couple, or excuse me, a loss of a couple. Second down and 16. Well, the Fort Kearney Conference had a little cross country today. And I'm going to give you some results here in a moment. First off, though, second down and 17 for the Flyers. Near midfield, Davis wants to throw. Two-man rush. He's under some pressure. He's hit. He's dropped. Back there at the 30-yard line. It's Patterson time again. That's going to be a loss of about 13 on the play. Let's see where they finally mark this down. It's going to be right at the 30. And it's third, and go down to Clinton and get a lunch. You're going to have time. That's how long this is going to take to convert. He might get it on one play, but he's got some yards to cover here. He has got to get all the way to the 20-yard line, so it's third and 30. Third and 30 for Franklin. Let's see if Hauserman gets involved here. Tuhig takes the snap, pitches it back to Hauserman. It's a straight draw play off the left side, 35. Gets to midfield, drugged down from behind as he's tripped up there by Degen Ortgeesen, and he dove into Falcon territory at about the 38 yard line. That's a 12, 13 yard gain, but it's still going to be fourth and about 17. Keaton Cole, who finished ninth at the UNK meet on Monday as your Fort Carney Conference Boys Champion beating Marcus Hernandez at Lumen Loomis by about 29 seconds. Axtell had four of the top five runners. Then Grant Henry, Micah Johnson, and Wes Trompke, 6, 7, and 8. Henry and Johnson are both from Wilcox-Hildreth, Then we're going to get a timeout here. We'll take that and hear from some of our fine sponsors. Franklin. Decide what they want to do as that is the end of the third quarter, not a timeout. End of the third quarter. It's 24 20 Wilcox Hildreth, but Franklin facing a fourth and 18 when we return.
6: This is Bob from BB Carpet and Donovan. So you've been thinking of new flooring, but have no idea what you want or need. Let me introduce you to our family with over 50 years combined experience Russ, Mandy, Donna, and my son Josh. Please come in to see us at BB and we will do our best to help you choose your new flooring. B&B Carpet and Donovan, where our customers say, that's where we always go. Seed
7: expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and the surrounding area rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed rep. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for the area. Best of luck to all the athletes and coaches from Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer dealer.
2: Doug Duda, Grant Ty back with you here. Thanks to Shannon Lovin and all the great folks with Wilcox-Hildreth. It's a beautiful afternoon for football. Here's what's facing Franklin. Fourth and 18 at the Wilcox-Hildreth 37. They trail 24-20. They line up to go for it. Tuhig will take the snap. Back to Davis. He wants to throw. Sets up. Throws underneath to Tuhig, who slips and can't catch it anyway. They were trying to set up something short. Pistolka had it covered, and that's where Wilcox-Hildreth will take over. First and ten at their own 37. Back to the cross-country meet that was run at Overton today. Of course, when you have four of the first five runners, you're going to be the team champ. Axtell wins it. Bertrand Loomis was second. Wilcox-Hildreth third. And then the Axtell JV fourth, Highline, Amherst, SEM, and Bertrand Loomis on the boys' side. Cicely Gugelman of Elm Creek, your girls' winner, by 14 seconds over Josie Smith of SEM. And we're ready to run the play. Pitch play, Rittner, they have worked him hard today, and he is going to get to midfield and into Franklin Territory, tackled forward to about the 37-36 yard line, a gain of six, maybe seven on the play. Also at the uh, FKC cross-country today, the best finish for Wilcox Hildreth looks to be Reagan Johnson. And then you take a look at the time team. It was Highline winning it. Four points better than Elm Creek. Axtell finished third, followed by Amherst and Bertrand Loomis in the top five in the FKC cross-country meet today. Now let's get back to action in front of us with Football, second and eight, a minute gone here in the fourth quarter. Wilcox Hildreth trying to win on homecoming, three and one against the two and two Flyers. Under center, Giesen pitches it to Rittner, short side, finds the hole inside the 35, gets to the 30, brought down just short of the 30-yard line. It's a gain of six, but they're trying to keep it manageable. Attack one more on. Third down, about three yards to go here for the Falcons. When at their back
3: here now, Mike, if they want to try to pass, might want to maybe take a look at that. But I think I would just stick with Graydon Gray Rittner. He's been doing well on this drive with those two six-yard runs. Stick with what's working right here. Maybe you go to the uh, other side of the field on this one where there's more room to run.
2: And again, you got Lucas Linden in there. They took a little extra time in the huddle. That means it's not the basic pitch to Rittner, you wouldn't think here. Checking their wristband still under center Ortgiesen. And it is a handoff right side. Rittner, and he has dropped as soon as he touches the football by our man Tucker Rose. The senior has turned it up here in the second half and drops him for a couple-of-yard loss back to the 33-yard line. And it's going to be fourth down and six to go here for the Falcons. So a little more defensive. We only had one touchdown here in the second half, and that was Franklin's seven-yard pass from... Davis to Tuig, 24-20. Wilcox-Hildreth, three touchdowns in the game. Rittner from 33-27, and, and then Ortgeese in a seven-yard pass in between DeGruel. Fourth down, Brody Patterson on the right side. They're going to go with both of their down linemen to the right of the center, Eli Postolka. Fake the handoff they want to throw. Looking for Pastolka. It's underthrown and incomplete. They wanted some contact. It was minimal contact. Pete Davis. Had the ball not been underthrown, maybe you could get a flag, but it just didn't get to Pistolka. And so both teams turn it over on fourth down, and it's the Flyers' turn at their own 33-yard line, trailing 24-20, 7-17 remaining in the game. Franklin has two timeouts, or they have all their timeouts remaining. So does Wilcox Hildreth.
3: One adjustment I saw in the last drive, Wilcox Soldier had to put two deep safeties back there to cover the pass plays. We'll see what they do on this drive.
2: And again, a wing back look, but they're still going to pitch it to Tuig. He wants to run. 35, hit at the 40. They try to strip the football. They did not get it yanked out of his arm, even though Lucas Linden came up with it. They're saying, no, he was on the ground. They'll get to the 39-yard line. That's a gain of seven. Second down and eight. High school football on ESPN Tri-Cities. Brought to you by Currency. Makes financing quick, easy, and secure for heavy machinery, ag equipment, trucks, trailers, and more. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Ball just into Falcon territory. Second and eight. Franklin down by four. Snap the 2 hig pitch to Davis. It hits him off the knee. The ball's loose, but they do get it back. In fact, it slid out of two-Higg's hands again. The only flyer that was in between the two was Dagan Ortgesen and he couldn't stretch that far, so saving the fumble. Each team has had one turnover in this game, and now Franklin losing about three yards back to their own 38. I was
3: kind of thinking about this. Both teams have three touchdowns, right? And so kind of the kicker is the difference right now with the four points going to wilcox If It does make a huge impact to have a kicker to make that two-point extra point in games like these. No
2: doubt about it. No doubt about it. Third down, 10 yards to go. Tuig to take the snap. Davis behind him, pitches it to Davis. He wants to throw, looking for Hauserman down the right sideline. It's underthrown and knocked away. Lucas Linden got his hand on it right at the first down marker. And it's going to be fourth and long again here for the Flyers, stopping the clock with 5.50 remaining. Our high school football brought to you in part by our friends at Medica. Be sure to say thanks to all those bringing you high school sports. Again, later tonight... St. Cecilia hosting Carney Catholic, our pregame at 6. Hastings and Northwest on KHAS. Kennesaw Lawrence Nelson on the Vibe 98.9, and Carney Grand Island on News Channel Nebraska Television. And I know a lot of the folks from here are going to head down and watch that Red Cloud Shelton game. All right, they're going to go with that offset line again, strong to the right side. That's the short side. Tewing takes it, pitches it to Davis, wants to throw. Three-man rush underneath, complete to Rose, and it's going to be a great wrap-up tackle just short of the first down by Dagan Ortgesen. He caught it at the 35. He drug him to the 32. And they gave him the first down. Whoa. I didn't think it was that obvious. I thought he was short. I would have had to measure at least on wow. that one. Well, Franklin got up, and as they signaled first down immediately, they started celebrating. So let's go with that.
3: But yeah, just nice pitch and catch. That's the guy who I would get the ball in the hands of is Tucker Rose on a long yardage situation. If you need a guy that can make somebody miss.
2: And now he's your center again. They'll pitch it back. They want to run it here with Hauserman off the right side. Steps outside of a tackle inside the 30. He's on the hash mark, and he'll dive forward to about the 26-yard line. Just got the information on the Centennial Conference Volleyball Tournament for next week. Kearney Catholic and St. Cecilia will be in with Lincoln Lutheran as the 4-5 seeds, while Central Catholic will get to host as a 2-seed. That's on Thursday. So Franklin on the move, trailing 24-20. Wilcox Hildreth has not scored here in the second half. The snap to Davis. He'll pitch it here to Tuig. Try to go left and cuts it back up the number 25-20. He's got room to the outside. 15. Back into a defender 10. Bounces off him five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Keller Tuig. Wow.
3: That was quite the play right there from Tuig. Linden had him at about the five-yard line. I think he was trying to strip the ball. Nice job by Tuig to keep it in his hands and
2: go up and take the lead here for the Flyers. All right, 26-24, our Five Points Bank touchdown. Brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank. Two is under center. Both backs behind him, Hauserman and Davis. Give it to Hauserman on the fullback dive, but there's a collision before he even puts it in his belly, and the tackle made by Graydon Rittner, so the conversion is no good. With 4.29 to go in the ball game, Franklin 26, Wilcox Hildreth with 24, here on ESPN.
4: Johnson Electric is a very proud supporter of the Wilcox-Hildreth Falcons. Good luck to the team and coaches tonight. When you need an electrician, the only name you need to remember is Josh Johnson Electric, your ag, commercial, and residential electrician. Johnson Electric can trench on location. Whether you're just trenching across the yard or across the road, take the worry out of your next electrical job and call Josh at Johnson Electric, 991-4590. That's 991-4590. Good luck, Falcons.
2: All right, a couple of two-hig touchdowns, one receiving, one running. Here in the fourth quarter of play, 429 remaining for Wilcox Hildreth to try and win here on homecoming. The kick by Davis. It's a squibber spinning at the 21-yard line, picked up there by Rittner. He's got got a lot of room. He's gonna bring it out to the 25, maybe to the 30, and be brought down at the 32-yard line. So Graydon Rittner filling in for Big Brother Gage just fine. Maybe he doesn't have the same breakaway speed, but has done a good job running the football. And now here's where Wilcox-Hildreth, you just can't get away from your game plan, Grant. I mean, they've been running it, having success, but you don't want to come out here and chuck it three straight times. Unless you've got that play in your book.
3: 168 yards for Rittner in this game. I think I would just stick with them here.
2: They pitch it to Rittner, steps inside the defender, gets to the 35, and is tripped up at the 36-yard line. It'll be a short gain of about four on the play, second down and 11. They've got all their timeouts, and four minutes is an eternity in six-man football. We could have four more touchdowns. But if Wilcox Hildreth doesn't score, then Franklin will be milking the clock. And here comes Dagan and the sophomore, under center. His line strong to the short side. That's where they pitch it. Rittner up the numbers, has a hole. 40. He's down the right sideline. 35. Stutter Hauserman will bring him down at the 29-yard line. A first down on the play. A gain of 15. And that'll move it to the 29-yard line. Nice job out there. Yeah, Rittner just reading his blocks well on that
3: right side. Nice job staying in bounds over there and keeps the clock running, I believe. Both teams with all three timeouts right now, so important to know they both teams have done a good job of uh, being disciplined in that area so far this half.
2: Mitchell Beck was in there for a couple of plays on the line. First and 15, pitch to Rittner. Here comes pressure, and he's dropped in the backfield at the 32-yard line. It's Matt Ayers to drop Rittner. So they've run enough plays right now that they're reading They're reading what they are running offensively and knowing when to send, not want to necessarily call it a blitz, but they are bringing an extra guy. They're packing that defensive line here for Franklin. Beck checks back in on the line, and they take the wide receiver, Gruel, out. Three men in the backfield. The snap is off the mark. They pitch it. The ball's loose. Franklin didn't get it. Rittner luckily got it, but a huge loss on the play all the way back to the 35-yard line. They're going to lose about 12 And it's going to be third and a long, long way to go. They need to get all the way down to the 14-yard line. And they're in their own territory. And they want to try and say, hey, keep your heads up. We need to keep going here. Let's run the play. Franklin actually not ready to go defensively. The snap is made. They'll pitch it to Rittner. He tucks it up to run. Franklin must have been ready. They came in and dropped him behind the line of scrimmage again. Inside the 35 at the 33. A loss of about three more. And that was two Higgins airs. And they might go fast here. Um, fourth and forever. Rittner to throw over the middle. It's completed in the hands of Patterson. He slips as he cuts back, and he'll be brought down at midfield. Well, that is a surprise, folks. It was fourth and about 28 or more to go. In fact, even after the completed pass, they hadn't made it to the original marker. So now it's up to the Wilcox-Hildreth defense. Tried to get it quick. Ends up being a completed pass of only about six yards from the 33 to the 39, it looks like. And Franklin now is going to call a timeout. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need us, specializing in you. 2.09 to go, 26-24 Franklin when we return. If you find yourself wondering, but do I really need life insurance? The short answer is yes. The long answer is a bit more personal and might include things like student loan debt, mortgage payments, or funeral expenses. No matter what stage of life you're in or what expenses you might leave behind, life insurance coverage is a smart move. Contact me, Rick Smith, your local Farm Bureau agent in Kearney at 308-234-2222 to learn more today. It's your future. Let's protect it. All right, we come back to action as expected. The Franklin Flyers with a simple pitch play here to Keller Tuhig. He'll make it up to midfield and just into Wilcox. Hildred territory, a gain of two to the 39-yard line. Our injury report, uh, taking a look at the center, Chase Casper. He has been over on the sideline during that last series, and that's why we saw Beck go in and rotate a couple of guys and move over Pastolka to the center position. And so you lose a big guy like Casper, And not sure what the injury is because he's just got his helmet off in his hand while he's standing over there. I know they're also trying to stretch out a couple of players over here. The sun finally popped out here when the fourth quarter rolled around. They're working on Pastolka, his own teammate is, trying to stretch out those hammies. So one timeout gone, 2-0-2 to go. Franklin needing a first down. Going to spread the field. They've got Hauserman in the backfield every time this has been a draw to Hauserman. Tuhig takes the snap, pitches it to Hauserman, starts up the middle, tries to cut right, back to the middle, gets a couple before he's planted at the 35-yard line. Timeout will be taken. Beck is in there to make his first tackle of the ball game. The 195-pound sophomore. Timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney. Picked up about three. It's going to be third and 11 when we return here on ESPN.
12: Enjoy the fresh, crisp air of fall in a new Jeep from Tom Dinsdale Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. During Jeep Adventure Days, get 0% financing for 72 months on all-new Jeep Gladiator Overlands. That includes the Rocky Ridge Edition stock number 6160 with over $25,000 in aftermarket upgrades, including the cold weather package and body cover hard top. It's always this season for adventure at Tom Dinsdale CDJR on Hastings North Side or TomDinsdaleCDJR.com. Must finance through Chrysler Capital Offer expires September 30th.
2: High school football on ESPN brought to you by Florang Chiropractic as Wellness. They're the tri citys only board certified sports chiropractor located in Kearney. Florangchiropractic.com. Third and 11 for Franklin. Up 26-24, two minutes to go. Minute 54, pitch play. Davis comes up the middle. He gets to the 31. He'll fight to the 30. And that's where the final timeout will be taken. He got five. And it's going to be fourth down and about five to go here. And this is the ball game. Our timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney.
4: Reggie and Chad Orgeisen of AgTech Crop Consulting help protect crop yield by providing regular field-specific assessments of environmental conditions and crop performance, plus traditional services such as insect scouting and irrigation scheduling, as well as seed sales. Trusting the experts can deliver a much bigger bottom line. Keeping up with all the latest growing technology is exactly what Chad and Reggie Orgeisen do. A very proud supporter of the Wilcox Hildreth athletes. Good luck, Falcons.
2: Don't know if we would have had much more of a competitive game with all the guys on the sidelines suited up. Can't do much better than this, but here's what it comes down to. 147 remaining. Franklin has it 4th and 5 at the Wilcox-Hildreth 30. They're out of timeouts for the Falcons. If the Flyers get a first down, it's over. If not, the Flyers will have to play defense. Two Hig to take the snap on 4th and 5. Rolls to his left, pitches it to Hauserman, tries to get to the corner, he gets to the corner, he's down the sideline, they should let him score, but they bring him down at the six yard line. Lucas Linden makes the tackle of Hauserman, a gain of 24 and it'll be first and goal and Franklin simply has to kneel on the football and you don't think about that, but if you let him score and they don't convert, it's an eight point football game. Now. Franklin just kneels on the football and runs out the clock. That's a great
3: point All right, there, Doug. I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, if you do um, score, you keep it a one-score game. Nice block by, I believe, Isaac Hack for the Flyers on that play, hitting Patterson on the edge right there and kind of making it tough for him to make the tackle right at the sticks.
2: They're still going to have two head in the pistol here. First and goal at the five-yard line. Long count. Tuig takes the snap. They're not going to kneel on it. They give it to Davis, and they're going to let him get into the end zone. That's the smart play. That is unusual. You kneel on the ball. You get on the bus. You're 3-2. and So it comes down to this conversion, and they go for the one-point runner pass, and you know Gruel is 3-for-3 kicking it, so the two-point conversion probably not even... In doubt if Wilcox Hildreth would score, so it comes down to this play right here. Same formation. Tuig will take the snap with both backs behind him. Davison Hauserman. He'll pitch it to Hauserman. Tries the left side. Comes up the numbers and gets in there for the two point or the one point conversion, and that should be enough to salt this game away. 58 seconds to go. You never know. Let's see what kind of a return the Falcons get. Our five points bank touchdown. A six, five yard touchdown run. 3324 Franklin on ESPN. Listening to KXPN, Carney, KICS Hastings, and NewsChannelNebraska.com. 58 seconds remaining. Pete Davis to kick it off here for Franklin, now up 33-24. And he'll kick it as deep as he can. It's going to be taken off the bounce at about the 16, and then they have to dive on it because it didn't bounce up to Thomas Donnelly. You only got six guys out there. It's hard to cover the whole field. And Donnelly went over and dove on it. At about the 13, no, the 18-yard line, it'll be first down and 15. But no timeouts, needing two scores. Does Wilcox-Hildreth have a little homecoming magic in him? We'll find out. Elgin Public Pope John leading Ainsworth, but now it's 44-36. Here's the snap. Back to Rittner. Rolls to his right. He's going to run out to the 20. 25, but that's not near enough for a first down, so the clock will continue to run. They have brought Gavin Patterson into the football game as a split out to the wide side. 40 seconds to go, second and six. Rittner again. He's going to be swarmed under in the backfield, and he's not going to get anything. A loss of a couple. Wilcox Hildreth hustles up to the line, trying to get it spotted here for Eli Postolka, who had to take over at center. After Casper was sidelined, they pitch it to Rittner again, and he is dropped at the 25-yard line, and that'll be the final play of the football game. Ten seconds to go, and Wilcox-Hildreth was trying to bust a big one on the run, trying to get it snapped one more time. Gruel is back in there. He takes it, gives it to Rittner. is just banged up. He wanted nothing to do with that play, and that is going to be the end of the football game as Tuig brings him down, and so... Franklin shuts out Wilcox-Hildreth in the second half after being down 24-13 at halftime. The Flyers put up three touchdowns in the second half, and both teams are now 3-2 and two on the season. Your final score, Franklin 33 and Wilcox-Hildreth 24. Coming up, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. We'll have a look at the final stats of the ball game and a scoring recap and a couple of other scores for you. Stay with us on ESPN Tri-Cities.
7: For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business they can do it all from a large company to small businesses they make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from hellman maine costler and Cottle. seed expertise doesn't grow overnight which is why farmers in minden and the surrounding area rely on steve casper your hogemeyer seed rep depend on hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seat for the area best of luck to all the athletes and coaches from steve casper your hogemeyer dealer
13: Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA, currency pursuant to CFL license 60DB0-54873.
2: And welcome back to high school football here on ESPN Tri-Cities. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. And the final score here today is Thirty-three to twenty-four, as Franklin comes back and outscores Wilcox Hildreth twenty to nothing in that uh, second half of play. So many injuries out today: Zayden Wilsey, Miles Cleveland, Grant Cars, Coy Tuhig for Franklin, and then you had Gage Rittner, Grayson Sheen, and Tate Garrett out for Wilcox Hildreth. And both teams tried to keep the game plan very simple offensively, and it was it looked good. I mean, look, you still had those backups playing against backups, but uh, Rittner had a good game. Uh, younger brother, Graydon, running the football. Hauserman's just a great athlete. And we talked about it late in the first half. Tucker Rose uh, kind of took it down maybe a half, half a year and wasn't overrunning on defense. Then he comes in there as a big big center. Of course, you have the injury there to Chase Happer, uh in the fourth quarter, and it's his big body out there to try and slow down or a matter of, sort of making some extra blizzard and eventually they go on and win the football game here by a score of 30 the first are there tonight Carney Catholic and Hastings Saints of are up on ESPN radio and when we return grant Ty has the final stats on okay
4: you need a haircut no i don't want one hey google where can i get a teenage boy a haircut near me okay it says blades haircut for men it's located in minden on north brown avenue oh good news no appointment it's walk-in only haircuts for men of all ages beards mustache trims beard products and other retail sales 1201 north brown minden Blades, haircuts for men Great, that's where we're going Oh, and it's just for men of all ages No girls Good, girls have cooties
0: Pioneer, with you from the word go.
2: See Impact Seed. And back to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Post Game Show. Another six-man game. Park uh, Christian leading Pawnee City 16-8. That game is at the end of the first quarter as well. They like to get those a uh, little bit later in the afternoon kickoffs when they're down in uh, Lincoln. So uh, we'll see here, 33-24. Franklin comes back for the win. Grant tie has our final numbers. Grant? Yeah, and we'll start with uh, Franklin. The wing day. Uh, Pete Davis
3: on the day was uh, three for seven with uh, 48 yards passing, one interception in there for him, but got rolling in the second half right there passing, uh, rushing the ball. Grant Hauserman and Pete Davis, they kept it evenly distributed, 16 carries for each. Hauserman with... 119 yards. Davis with 46 yards. Keller Tuig, five rushes for 36 yards. Hauserman with the one reception for 26 yards. Tuig with the touchdown reception of seven yards. Matt Ayers with the two-point conversion reception. And then uh, Tucker Rose with the reception for 15 yards. Uh, Total yards for the Flyers here today, 249 yards. 201 of those on the ground, 48 of those through the air. For Wilcox, Soldier, a uh, grain Ritner was at 150 yards in the first half, uh, on about 19 carries, I believe. Second half, uh, he had 21 carries for 21 yards, so mm. 40 for 171 on the day was kind of the key in that second half there for the Franklin stopping him. Or- orkie's in, uh, three passes. He was one th- for three for seven yards. Grain Reiner was one for one for seven yards passing. Uh, Dagan Orkison had one more rush for 12 yards. Lucas Linden with a rush for three. And then Sam Grubel with the one catch for seven yards. And I believe uh, you had Lucas Linden with, with the other catch for seven yards. So 14 passing yards, 190 rushing yards, 204 total yards for wilcox Uh Quick score update. I just saw the Ainsworth-Helgen public poke John 44-44 tie with 5 minutes, 41 <laughs> seconds left.
2: And Parkview Christian at half, now leading Pawnee City 28-8. to A score for you there. We'll take a break. Be back with more on the New West Postgame show from Hildreth right after this. There are close to 2 million people in
4: Nebraska. And at Medica, we have health plans that can cover every one of you. But we also know that you're more than just a number. That's why our health plans are built to fit you, who you are, and what you need. And no matter what happens, we'll stay by your
1: side every step of the way. Because with Medica, you're not just covered, you're cared for. Find out more at Medica.com.
12: Enjoy the fresh, crisp air of fall in a new Jeep from Tom Dinsdale Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. During Jeep Adventure Days, get 0% financing for 72 months on all-new Jeep Gladiator Overlands. That includes the Rocky Ridge Edition stock number 6160 with over $25,000 in aftermarket upgrades, including the cold weather package and body color hard top. It's always this season for adventure at Tom Dinsdale CDJR on Hastings Northside or TomDinsdaleCDJR.com. Must finance through Chrysler Capital Offer Expire September 30th.
2: all right, back here on the New West Post Game Show, a D2 final. Sand hills stedford beats Anselmo Myrna 49-8 in A. They're scoreless in the second quarter between Lincoln High and Lincoln North Star. And that's uh, basically... All the new scores that we have for you here. A lot of football still to come. Again, the FKC cross-country meet was ran today at Overton. Axtell's Keaton Cole was the individual champion over Marcus Hernandez of Bertrand Loomis. Grant Henry and Micah Johnson of Wilcox-Hildreth were 6th and 7th. Axtell wins the team title. Bertrand Loomis the runner-up. Wilcox-Hildreth, Axtell JV, and Highline round ran ran out the top five. For the ladies, Cicely Googleman was the winner from Elm Creek. Josie Smith of SEM was second. And Whitney Dickow of Highline finished in third. Highline girls win the team race, followed by Elm Creek, Axtell, Amherst, and Bertrand Loomis. Well, it was an entertaining game, Grant. Hopefully all these kids get uh, healed up and whatever else they, they were missing for taken care of because got some big games coming up, especially for Wilcox-Hildreth. It doesn't get easier. Shelton and Cloud play each other tonight and are both undefeated going into the game.
3: You know, after that, you know, Harvard, not a bad team there either at 2-2, two and two. and then Franklin uh, playing Harvard next week as well. So it's, it's a tough road for these two teams coming up here, they'll get to see what they're made of and hopefully both can get healthy. Um, I think the key to that second half for Franklin was their run contained. Tucker Rose kind of stayed in his spot right there, kept his contain, and I think that just made it really tough for Gray and Rittner to run the ball today for the Uh, Falcons.
12: Yeah,
2: no doubt about it. When you get 150 in the first half and 21 in the second, the defense of Franklin in the second half, the difference in this football game. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. A big thanks to all of the many fine sponsors. It was great to be back in Hildreth this afternoon. For Grant Ty. I'm Doug Duda. Final score, Franklin 33, Wilcox-Hildreth 24. Football tonight, Coming up in an hour, our pregame from Duncan Field, St. Cecilia and Carney Catholic. Northwest and Hastings, K-H-A-S, kickoff at 7. Pregame at 6.30 on the Vibe. Lawrence Nelson at Kennesaw, kickoff at 7 from Foster Field on News Channel Nebraska Television for Carney High and Grand Island. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.
0: Thank you for being a part of this ESPN Tri-Cities High School Sports Presentation. For a complete broadcast schedule, coaches' interviews, and past game recordings, head to newschannelnebraska.com. And thanks for listening to ESPN Tri-Cities.